This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hello, comic book fans, and welcome to another live episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. We've got a plenty of comics to talk about. We've got Spider-Man's most hardcore issue I've seen in years, The Dark Crisis, and all the fun independent comics Mr. Tiffany read. I'm kidding. I think there's not much that came out this past week. But... I, I, I don't know what happened to me. <laughs> reading books this week. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. It was like I've got plenty of time. I have no. It was today. That's every back I issues feel, for me now. I feel like I lost time. Yeah, but I had plenty of it, so I don't know what I did. I don't know what my problem is. So I, while, while you're entering the show, I'm going to open up these cookies. Oh, I hope you do. I'll make sure to do it off mic. But uh, yeah, oh, I did read. Vla- I, I read Flashpoint Beyond. So I can talk about that too. Nice. There's plenty actually this week. I was worried because I was like, oh man, did I read enough? And then I'm like, oh yeah, no, I did. Even though I skipped a lot of things that I really wanted to talk about. I still haven't caught up on Killing Time. I still haven't caught up on Dark Knights of Steel. Well, have you been killing time? Is that what the problem is? You know, you, you, I don't know what I'm doing with my time, honestly. I have no idea. I'm just I'm all over the place. I feel like uh, like Bilbo on his 111th birthday. Yeah, you feel like butter stretch over... Too much bread, yeah. It's the only time I feel thin. But uh, we want to mention that this show is uh, brought to you by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can ask a question or comment, read it here on the show, and, uh, you know, be part of the show forever. If you like this show in audio form, you can check us out as Off the Rack New Comics on uh, Spotify, uh, Apple, all that stuff. Um, Like these fine folks right here, like uh, Lee Allen, who says, hey, Sal, I recall you saying once that you wanted to do another back issues on Dark Knight 2. Is that still happening? Hope I don't sound demanding. Not at all. Uh, much love to you, too, Lee. Yes, uh, my, I had every intention of doing that. A redux. Um, a redux, if you will. We did it with Spawn. I could do it with uh, with, with Dark Knight 2. Uh, and I really, really wanted to. But uh, Appear had covered it arbitrarily. And so I thought, eh, well, I don't want to look like I'm aping off of them. Like, I was legitimately planning it. And I'd only talked about it to a few select people, yourselves included. If you're a patron, you probably knew about it on patreon.com slash comic pop. But otherwise, I really kept it kind of close to the chest, which is why it was uh, just a complete shock when I saw it as like a major video for some other rival outfit. And I was like, nope, I don't want to even get close to being accused of aping off of anybody's anybody's coattails so i just i was we we have a bazillion books to do i don't need to redo a book right then and there i also can't for the life of me find it i have it in singles but i really wanted to get my trade that was given to me as a birthday present once and i was like why did you get this for me but uh i have it as a trade somewhere in this vast library that'll be the that'll be the time time. yeah exactly when it returns right when the dark knight returns there you go but um yeah i'm waiting for it yeah well it's supposed to strike again but you know but it is a sequel to return so it all works um ray far i'm sorry brian roland says uh, love the superman video i'd love to see a version parasite like in the animated series in a movie mason spider-man 3 and poison ivy 1 were badass there you go well uh ray far says uh loved the superman movie video couldn't help but notice no turtle boy though lol i always thought 2000 seth green would be perfect for jimmy peace i'm sure that in the uh 2000s they would have definitely cast him as jimmy although they didn't they cast somebody else as jimmy uh yeah that's interesting hmm well, for Superman Returns. Or, yeah, Returns, yeah. He, he also returned. Uh, also, Tiff, I'm making your Choco recipe this week. I'm trying to make uh, them sugar-free. Also, uh, I'm looking for books like Witches Suggestions. Okay, so, I mean, you've heard me talk about um, The Nice House on the Lake. Uh, you could also check out Nailbiter. Um, you could check out Something is Killing the Children. Um, you could also check out The Bee You Love in the Dark. 
um, Harrow County. A lot of these are very different feels, but they're horror moody. But you could also buy Snyder. There's a little horror story called Severed. Mm. You might like that, too. So there's, there's a lot out there. Gideon Falls is a good choice. Mm-hmm. Um the Department of Truth, maybe. Yeah, if you're if you're if you become a Tynan fan by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you switch from Snyder to Tynan, the reason Tynan's on the list so much is just because he is a protege of Snyder, and so like I feel mm-hmm. like you'll you'll get there's like what you're looking similarities, for. which is very distinct. Yes, you know what I mean in the way that the story is told. Having Jock on art brings it like another level. Yep. So you're never you're not gonna really find exactly that. Um. But if you're just looking for horror, some of those might be a pretty good fit. And like I said, with that severed book by Snyder, totally different artist, totally different look and feel to it. But you will get like the Snyder horror edge to it. So Mm. maybe you might want to check that out. And if you're wondering what uh, Brian and Ray are talking about, you can check out our video on pitching a Superman movie that I think everybody would enjoy. Uh, Certainly you will enjoy that video where uh, Ben, Ethan and myself chat about uh, what makes a good Superman movie, what you might enjoy uh, from a Superman reboot movie. And I was getting the you were so we really appreciate it without that we wouldn't have the fuel to survive <laughs> after doing such a uh a t- mentally yeah, taxing video no we we decided that like for those conversations like three or less was the key yes to having so like i was like it was late i was like i will get the food yeah i want to eat the food. and that was one of those things where i just made a list of things i wanted to talk about that i thought would be kind of fun and yeah. would, would spark conversation and then wouldn't you know it this sunday was superman day and so we were like, oh, that's amazing. Because I was thinking about, oh, maybe I'll release it on Sunday. No competition. I know a lot of my uh, fellow YouTubers like to release videos on Sunday. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just drop it on Sunday. It won't interfere with anything. And then wouldn't you know it, Superman Day happened on that exact same day. And I was like, wow, that's kismet. That's clandestine. Let's do it. Dropped it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest is history. It was a well-performing video. It wasn't a massive success, but it did do its job. I also want to mention... Good luck on making them sugar-free. I'd love to know how this is going to turn out. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, because it's hard to make I, these things without sugar. I don't. We're, we are eating the brand name right now. It's yeah. true. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm not, I don't do a lot of, like, sugar-free baking. No. So, I hope it turns out. Me too. Uh, Ross Felch, Felcher says, when will we get a storm appearance in a movie in which she yells at the weather to do her bidding? I agree. I hope so. I mean, I feel like we should have already had one at some point, given that the only time that really happens is in the animated series in the comics. It happens to like a certain, to a, to a deadened degree, but uh, yeah. Wind guide my hand. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's, the, that's the, that's the storm. Everyone fell in love with. You know what it is too about that? Like you, you can, she can do that. Cause she is that powerful. Yep. She can, she can go for it. Yeah. She's got the, she got the goods to back it up. Exactly. Although I will say, I think Halle Berry didn't have a strong enough voice. I think it would have sounded more like a like a request than a command. Yeah. I'm like, mm, wind, come on. I don't think it would have been like that, but she probably would have wanted to put her own spin on it. Like, even if they showed her, like, this is what we're thinking. Right. She'd been like, yeah, that's great, but I'm an Yeah, artist. no, exactly. I'm an actor, and I want to do my own version of that. So, I don't that's know. true. We need someone who can, like, embrace that. Yeah. Command it. Right. For some reason, my brain is always like, Beyonce? That's never going to happen. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, Daniel Hospitales, thank you very much for your support. And Chocobo Kid, I loved last week's episode, especially when Tiffany stood up uh, and yelled, it's Tiffin time. Yeah, that was a great episode, man, let me tell you. Uh, big Morbius reference. And big Morbius fan. Tiffany's a, a closeted Morbius fan, let me tell you. So, sure. glad that happened. All right, let's jump into some books. Uh, Blair, indeed. Blair. It is especially Blair. Uh, listen, listen, all you guys out there with your, like, Morbentime. Yeah. 
and uh, yeah, congratulations. But, You've but like let the fact is is where it's at that's right yeah you think morbid time or or plasma or you know whatever the hell they were saying in blade no 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 in the 60s and 70s blade would do it yeah that's the classic the classics never die i can't even think that's not even that's like i i I've never thought about that before no as like the sound for a vampire blah. Blah. <laughs> ever yeah big thanks to kevin smith and mark uh so, like ruining that for like now i'm just like that's what vampires say. yeah they say bleh. It was not Mark Bernard, and it was somebody else. I can't remember his name. I don't know. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm talking about Thor number 26. Uh, this is, of course, Banner of War Part 4. Should be called Banner of Thor. Uh, completely dropped ball on that one. This is written by Donny Cates, art by Martin Coccolo. No, because it's not really about Thor. It's 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 the Hulk story. Yeah, but it's called here. Banner. If it was Banner of Thor, then you'd have both names in the name. The story arc it, is. Does it have to, like, is yeah, it's about Hulk? Thor versus Hulk. That's what uh, it is. Oh, okay, then yes. Yeah. Oh, and it's it's shameless it's in in, well. in its execution. Uh, uh, Odin has died in battle. He's inhabiting Mjolnir. Um, in the last issue, That's uh, not no. In the last issue, Thor became a Hulk. Like he was irradiated, and so the personality of Banner's chatting with the personality of Odin, and so Thor is a Hulk. Mm-hmm. And- well, here's the thing. Um, if you are Donny Cates, you can do whatever the hell you want. Okay. No, we are like five trades past. Can Donny Cates get away with doing that? I didn't ask if he could get away with it. I asked the simple scientific. Absolutely not. He... But like, this is a different kind of thing. The thing is, any of these arguments can be made or dispelled based on minutia entirely. Like, it's not even like, is this a fact? It's more like, yeah. Shit. Hang on, is my mic on? Should be. Are you sure? No. Okay. All right, I guess I'll I'll, I'll have no, to no, end the I have no, to end no. the broadcast. No, no, no. We have to we have to find out. Nope. <laughs> there we go. Is that better? That folks? Must, that should be better. Find out. But hey, that worked out because I'm not eating cookies anymore. Yeah. Hey. And you didn't give too many zingers, so it's. I not... really didn't. It's fine. You missed yeah. my bliss, but we did miss your bliss. That's but okay. let me tell you something. You didn't need to worry about. There's plenty those. more where that came from. Uh, but yeah, so Thor number 26, it's just continuing the story. Uh, Thor became a Hulk. Iron Man uh, tagged along and got his ass kicked. He, this is not about Iron Man, but for whatever reason, they were like, Let, let's put Iron Man in this book. Maybe that's his next target. No, it's not. Kate's is like, I'm going to write Iron oh, Man. Oh, maybe. Next. Yeah. Well, watch out. Cantwell? I think he's writing Iron Man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, they fight. You know, that's what every book, it's every issue of the Kate's run of Thor slash Hulk is. Is let is they fight this issue of Thor? By the way, if you were just reading Thor, you, you might be like, no, because this is just part of the. This just happens. This now. is just the Hulk book, like it's a continuation, and it's not like I don't know why. For whatever reason, Marvel didn't go like we're making this a an event with like side books and tie-ins well, and a maybe, main book. Maybe they've learned a lesson. I doubt it. Well, maybe. But maybe. Maybe. More like maybe they are cheap, <laughs> but. Regardless, the Brad, the um, the Gary Frank covers are spectacular. The art inside is actually really, really fun as well. But like getting Gary Frank to do these covers is like, wow, how cool! Mm-hmm. Um, the ultimate uh, result of this is the Bifrost is destroyed by an outraged, uh, irradiated Thor. When is the Bifrost not destroyed? I, I know. I was like, 
you're breaking the bright front. Like, and I know that, you know, we've done it before. Certainly it happened at the end of the first Thor movie, like a hundred years ago. But at the same time, I'm like, I mean, what, what, like, you know what it is? It's all, I'm always talking about like the problem where don't break shit. You're not going to fix yourself because not every other writer's priority is to fix the thing you broke. So like, as long as it's broken, it will remain broken Mm -hmm. until it is forgotten. You know, like the Avengers haven't been in a mansion in probably a decade. And I'm kind of like, are they going to remember they did that? I mean, the movie never even got close to that. So is there any cultural consciousness that even has a recollection of this? have a mansion? Right? I mean, like, why would they, though? Well, why would they? Because they're elite. I, I just It just seems strange that you're like, I live in a really big, fancy house. The X-Men have been doing that forever. No. They, well, they're pr- trying to pretend often that it's a school. They do own that real estate, though. I know. But I'm just saying, like, originally it was like a guy. It was like a smoke and mirrors tactic. You know? Yeah. Which they still enjoyed. And had tax benefits from because it was a school. Right. But like the Avengers aren't like, you know, hey, let's pretend like we're just a bunch of rich people who no. hang out. and we're- Well, but that, that's also I think that's kind of help. Like that, that's kind of heroic because it gives any evil a target, draws it away from any kind of if you're looking to just mess it up with the Avengers, you don't need to rob a bank or flip a car. Come to our house and start a fight, you know, keeps everybody uh, kind of out uh, at arm's length. Right. I mean, and the X-Mansion blows up every other day, which shows just how dangerous that can be. Right, but like they're on like at least a, a f- several acres of land. They're pretty insulated. They're both on acres of land. The Avengers Mansion's on acres of land. Is it in New York? Yeah. Where? I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> remember what the address is. I think it's actually in Manhattan, though. Anyway, uh, so they fight, and uh, the end result is that uh, Odin re-enchants Mjolnir so that Hulk can wield it. So that Hulk can wield it? Yes. It to face his son? He's like, okay, you yeah, got, you got to fix this. Well, it's just, you know. I, I, so I they know. switch places. You know, we got Hulk Thor mm-hmm. and we've got Thor Hulk. Lol. You know, it's it's supposed to be fun and silly. Like if this was a crossover, if Thor and Hulk were from two different publishers, no one would be batting an eye. But because right. somehow, you know, this is in the same universe, people are like, what? I have actually, I, I, it's actually worse than people are crying, what? Yeah. I haven't heard anybody saying anything about this. Okay. <laughs> so, which they, I think is much worse than people being outraged. Thulk? I say that the, uh, since no one's talking about it, that's been coined now. It's Thulk <laughs> no, it's versus not. whore. No. <laughs> oh. The Telephonics helping us out. Tiffany is too quiet to hear. Keep the lights on. Will do. Thank you very we much. We did fix that. We, we did, did fix, fix it. it. But that was that actually thanks to comments. I was like, just try, like, going. Yeah, you were the like, comments. what the hell's going on here? I was like, wait a minute. There's too many people saying that I'm quiet. And I'm I am I'm usually quieter than Sal just by nature, mm-hmm. but not enough for you guys to say anything. So I appreciate you guys making Point sure that out. we fixed it early in the show. Right. Daniel Hospedale is a heavy read Astonishing Times, 30 second thoughts. Uh, I won't give you 30 seconds, but I will say that I have read Astonishing Times. It's good stuff. It's written uh, by one of my pals, uh, Eris Quinones and uh, company. It's also drawn by Rory Coleman, who's great. The art's fantastic. And it has very nice world building. It's a, it, you know, there's a lot of like new comics that come out there and they're like, eh. or they're, or they, they, they chase the dream at the expense of the quality. This is neither. It's just, it's solid. Mm-hmm. Like it does its job and it comes out there and swinging and, you know, it's very hopeful and it doesn't really like, you know, it's not breaking any, any, any walls or anything like that. It's just, it's a fun. It's not breaking respite. walls. Yeah. It's not, it's not breaking barriers. It's not changing the world. It's not setting anything on fire, but it is like, it's just, maybe it, it's just it a will. solid book. Yeah. Maybe, maybe one day, uh, Dustin Gebel, uh, with a suitish 20th anniversary of new Avengers. Is there a creative team you'd like to tackle it? 
uh, see tackle it. I'd kill for a Zdarsky Mora or Gleason collab. I mean, the new Avengers needs to be something more than just a Donny Cates miniseries that no one will remember. Like, Marvel Knights. Okay. Uh, New Avengers needs to come back. I, I've pitched this a number of times. Just the idea of New Avengers should be another book. Yeah, just like there's Avengers and then there's the New Avengers. Yes, and like that's the book everyone's gonna read. Yeah, right. <laughs> because I'm sick of Avengers, and New Avengers is the book that I that got me to give a crap about the Avengers. And the other thing is, I know people have uh, people have complained. Or, or argued against it because everyone's always like hey anytime i ever you know people talk about how cynical and miserable i am and every time that i'm like hey something should go out in the world people step over each other to talk to, to try and say no mm-hmm. for any number of reasons you mm-hmm. you described it you know people say why rather than why not and uh yes. the fact is uh new avengers has spider-man and wolverine on the on the team so it's going to sell regardless. People were saying, well, no, it's not going to sell because like nowadays it doesn't matter. No one remembers what New Avengers is. And I'm like, New Avengers was the was the Avengers team with Spider-Man on it. That That's that's the selling point. Yeah. Like, no, it's it's not about cashing in on the name Avengers. It's about putting out a book that more people would read. End of story. But I think it should also uphold the tradition of New Avengers being like this kind of not subversive, but more like street level fun. Um you know, larger reaching kind of, kind of, kind of book. And I think Bendis was, you know, I didn't know anybody else who could have done a better job on, on new Avengers than Bendis Hickman took over new Avengers mm-hmm. uh, to, to factor into his whole secret wars thing. And I got to tell you, I dropped the book because it wasn't about that anymore. Right, it was, right. it was about something else. Mm-hmm. It was about what he wanted it to be. It was a completely, it was a complete departure from the concept, the conceit of new Avengers. So yeah, I mean, Zadars could be a good, good pick if he wanted to do it. But again, like, Zdarsky is the kind of person who, if he's like, eh, I kind of told my story, I'm good, he'll leave. And then the book is dead. So it right. needs to be somebody who like really likes and cares. You know, I, I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be against seeing somebody like Cantwell or Jed McKay or, uh, you know, uh, or, or Bendis coming back and doing it or, you know, just but somebody who's like fun and hungry and really wants to do it, really yeah. wants to tell that story. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So and Matthew Terlaga says any possibilities of getting a future G, B and U on the tangent universe? Maybe one day. I got to find more. I, I have a few tangent issues. Okay. So, yeah. That'd uh, be fun. Yeah, right. I agree. Uh, so, what did you read? I'll just do this because it's here. Yeah, why not? I've read oh. this. <laughs> I read Poison Ivy, number one, um, written by, I should know the names, uh, G. Willow Wilson and Mars, uh, with art by Marcio uh, Takara. I really like this book. Yeah. I even like the, the paper it was printed on. Ooh. Um, I like the lettering. I like the art. Kind of dig the story, too, honestly. Um, mm. Paper's different. Like, feel the interiors. They're, they're, they're less, they're less mm. glossy, but I, it yeah. works for this book. Yeah. Um, art's really gorgeous. Yep. Um, this is, this is, this for me, mm-hmm. this is, this is my Ivy. Mm. Like, this is closer to what I like from my Ivy. I don't mind villainous Ivy. I know people get real mad about that. Yeah, that, like, people got it. People, people pretend to have an opinion about that. I don't like, I, that's just, you know, that that's I, whatever. Like, it works. It works for me. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, but this is an Ivy who is no longer connected to the green. You know, she's, she's had a rough run. We kind of get a, a breakdown of it in here. So if you haven't been keeping up with what she's, her exploits in other books, this will kind of fill you in a little bit enough for you to, to get it. But like she used to have significant power and now she doesn't anymore. And she's having a rough time with it. Mm. Um, 
But this is this is like eco terrorist Ivy. Hey, you know, like she's she's had enough of humanity. She's like, it's not like people like like an individual person. It's like people as a whole. Yeah, the problem. Yeah, and I'm like, that's just so that's so, my, in, that's so, so in my brand. brain of like what she is. Totally. Um, but like you know, the idea of this book is that like she's we've got like kind of her diary, and it's like we're reading it wherever we are. <laughs> right. And um, it's like by the time you read this, like. You know, you think I'm like monologuing, I'm like the villain, I'm giving a superhero a chance to, to save the day. But the fact is, by the time you read this, it'll be over. Right. Oh, it's a, it's very uh, Ivy Mandeus. Yes. And I'll be dead. Oh. And I'm like, okay, okay. So, you, you know, like if you miss like a more villainous Ivy, but like who isn't a villain in her head. Right. You know, she's like a hero of her own story, yeah, like well, a true like, villain. She should. knows that, like, what she's doing. She's like, yeah, like per it's perceived as being villainous. But the fact is, I'm thinking about things on a, like a different scale and a different level. Totally. Um, and like, you know, humanity is a real problem. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you put cows out here, and they're not supposed to be here. Like, cows aren't supposed to be what they are and they're not mm. supposed to be here and so like you're really ruining everything you come in <laughs> you're ruining everything she's like actually. agent smith yeah yeah <laughs> you're like a virus oh um but um so if that's what you're looking for for your ivy or from your ivy then you might really be into this if you're the type of person though who's like i like ivy the like sort of hero right who's like the anti-hero the anti-hero or the or the supporting character in a harley book right right now harley is in this in flashbacks um but very much ivy's on her own here and um i'm really honestly looking forward to this story and, and to, to see its conclusion the art like i said is honestly spectacular yeah. um takara handles ivy as like a like just a person like the standard like she looks much more close to the original animated series look okay and her original look without that costume yeah she instead wears green coveralls okay um because she's kind of masquerading as like a as like a, a landscaper sort of yeah but it's just kind of what her her uniform will be um but she also handles literally everybody else in the world really well uh, i <laughs> love um harley's look in this as well yep and she does some really excellent panel work later on where like someone is basically the equivalent of like being high. I, I don't want to ruin it for you by, <laughs> sure, by sure. explaining to you what's going on, but like we get some really interesting panel work um, akin to like Batwoman was elegy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it reminds me a little bit of that. Like, I see leaning, exactly what you're talking about. That yes. way. We're not quite there. And the whole book isn't going to look like that, but when it's appropriate, it does look like that. Good. And I gotta tell you, like, I, I didn't really have super high hopes for this because it was a Poison Ivy book. And, like, I'm glad that people like Ivy um, as, like, an anti-hero or, like, you know, as a supporting character. But, like, I, I read that Harley and Ivy book and I really wasn't a huge fan no. of that book. So I was like, you know what? I don't know. And maybe because I was, like, not expecting much from it, it hit me a little harder. But, like, or it could just be that she is more close to what my brain imagines, imagines or, her or pictures be. yeah when you think of her um or just as an example of how like she is a character that can walk different lines and mm -hmm. it's okay like That's it's fair. okay to let her do different things um especially considering like, they're really trying to work this into what's been happening recently so it kind of makes sense mm. um so I say check it out it's I, I think it's a solid pickup and it has like a million different variant covers um, yeah, I didn't get the one you wanted. I'm sorry. Okay, it's okay. It's they didn't okay. offer me one. I, they just said, here you go. And that was the end of That's it. That's okay. No, this is a beautiful cover as well. But I keep seeing other artists who are like, here's my cover for Ivy number three. Here's my cover for Ivy number four. So they're not so, stopping. Yeah. Well, it's also that, like like I said, like I think there's just something about this character people want to draw her. 
Well, yeah. And so there's a cover out there for you too. So <laughs> I, I say give it a try. I, I really enjoyed it. Fair. Um, so we also want to mention, I forgot to do it at the top of the hour. Uh, just, fine. just a quick thing. It's not, it's current events, I guess, but I don't like yes. to spend too much time dwelling on it. But Tim sale apparently was admitted in the hospital today. Uh, this was from a tweet from Jim Lee. Uh, we just want to wish him and his family. Well, uh, hopefully it is not terribly serious though. I understand it is actually terribly serious. Uh, so we wish him the best and his family, um, you know, support and love and, uh, peace and hopefully uh, a, a quick and uh, you know uh, eventless recovery. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll you know we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. But I'm yeah. I'm hopeful for Tim Sale. He's a he was a very nice guy. We've met him before and uh, an incredible creator in his own yes. right. And so yes. we we're, we're pulling for him. Yeah, and like you like honestly, um, when we met him, I made sure to grab. We had an issue of um, Haunted Night. Haunted Night because I love his portrayal of poison ivy. A poison ivy. Like and like it was a, it was talking to him about it he loves it too but he didn't want it to show up too much because it's a real pain in the ass to draw that. <laughs> yeah, he likes to put leaves down. It, and it's leaves like are it's real... an incredible amount of them and they're not hyper detailed but it's still something you have to draw every panel that she's in then. Yeah. Um so it's a commitment but like he definitely liked that look that portrayal mm-hmm. of her character well, wherever where she is she grows like they think things yeah. grow around her yeah, yeah. It, it's just it's a beautiful beautiful interpretation of her character um and i'm so thankful i got to tell him how much i enjoyed it and uh like i like you said i, I wish them all well mm-hmm. no matter what all right uh damn the plan have you seen season three of love death and robots they kind of did your pirate ship predator pitch well good for them no i have not literally uh, everybody keeps telling us to watch that and honestly i just couldn't care less no i i you see it it's, it's literally i have it on my netflix i know list, it's on your or, it's on your or watch list your watch list yes um, but you know what happened guys we watched season four of stranger things and then like we were i was like oh i threw in the first like episode episode ever just to see because season four so far has really reminded me or like maybe recall a lot of things from season one so we started watching that and honestly i'm like committed to finishing that season again yeah because there were things in that season i was like i don't remember any of any of this like i remember very key things from that but there were some other elements to that first season i was like Mm -hmm. what like I literally was like, how are they going to get that this one? Yeah, but I know they do. Yeah, I was like, who is the who? Who's that body? Yeah, um, yeah, man, that's because that show came out. Well, what's like six years ago? Well, yeah, well, it's like four years and two COVID years. Yeah, well, and we um, <laughs> we we binged it, you know, as was the as was the 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 style at the time. It was the style. It still is from Netflix, but not any anything else. So you know, we we I remember we watched the first episode. And we were like, oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. we should watch more. We watched like two or three more. And uh, and we just binged through the whole show. And it was like, if you do that, you're going to lose details because you're just get, trying to get through the story. So, you know, uh, I think that that accounts for why we probably didn't remember certain details. Yep. And why it's great to go back and revisit it, especially because it's a great show and it's really well written. Yep. And uh, and also really well directed. And uh, I know people have been reminding me of this, but uh, we, I noticed it on the credits when we watched it, that Sean Levy directed at least a couple of the episodes, if not was working directly on the show. And I'm like, but Sean Levy. But he directed Free Guy in that uh, that awful Adam Project movie. <laughs> like he's a really milk toast director. But why is this show so good? And it's like, oh, maybe he's just like he he has something to say with Stranger Things, and in the rest of them, he's like, well, what he's just you know whatever Ryan wants me to do. So we'll see yeah. what happens with uh, Deadpool three. Mm-hmm. I understand they're moving forward with Deadpool three though faster than we thought. Um, Charzy says, "Hey, Zal and Tiffany, love you guys in the Superman video you did. Thank you very much. I'm glad you checked it out. Personally, though, uh, I love a period piece, Superman story, DC universe as a whole, something either in the 40s, like Golden Age or 80s, like post crisis. That'd be kind of cool. I'd like to see like a 40s kind of palate cleanser Superman movie. 
Um, it'd be cool. Like I know people, a lot of people, a lot of people pitched the like Superman smashes the clan. Do that. Like do a movie that is set in that time. That is a period piece. It's also like a palate cleanser, you know, that, that, that is not in any continuity. It's just like, that's the story, you know? Um, so yeah. Everything. Okay. Oh yeah. No, I was just, I was trying, I was promoting how good the cinematography is. Um, stranger things yeah and and like how like the mise-en-scene is like on point mm-hmm. it's spectacular damn right if you don't know what that means look it up trust yeah. me once you get that in your repertoire you're gonna use it all that's the time. right <laughs> brian lewis 97 off the rack is the best way to start my week happy monday happy monday to you too man mm-hmm. uh and matthew terlaga considering how they both are eco-terrorists i'm surprised they never paired up racial ghoul and poison ivy i think they work well together i don't think they work well together at all no i i don't think they would either she and he have two very different ideas yeah or I, like you know like concepts like especially in this book where she's just like everyone should be gone everyone yeah like i don't think that really aligns with rachel Gould's oh yeah no. and like it would be one of those like sure we're working together until we literally backstab one another oh, exactly i can imagine them establishing a thing like your lazarus pits like leech into the into the soil nothing can grow here mm-hmm. uh, i read flashpoint beyond number okay. two uh so i can imagine a timeline is this the this is Jeff Johns okay. and Jeremy Adams and Tim Sheridan and Mikhail Jenin and Zermanico. I should, when I do like a motion, I should like describe it for anyone who's listening to this post mm-hmm. live show. Oh, so the Jeff Johns finger, finger guns. Finger guns. Uh, damn right. <laughs> so this is uh, a book that I can imagine another timeline would have been a big, di- a big screaming deal. And instead is a thud and a half. This is a book about the, you know, it, it's basically its own kind of crisis. And it's uh, you know, it stars Thomas Wayne Batman in the, in the Flashpoint universe, and he's, you know, trying to unmake his reality, and so he kidnapped his reality's version of Barry Allen, who was assassinated. And then he found out like all these other time-oriented characters in his reality that are analogs for other characters in the main Earth Prime Earth Zero reality are being assassinated, like Wave Rider mm. and like other characters <laughs> who are just just he's like there's someone is keeping me here and someone's keeping this reality afloat and it and it's it's wrong and i i and so you're watching this kind of thomas wayne becoming unhinged or being more unhinged than usual becoming yeah well being more unhinged Mm -hmm. and and being like i just need to undo this because this reality shouldn't exist and so as a result he's like being you know more hardcore and just every all of his justifications for his actions is like well who cares this reality sucks and it's fake. It shouldn't exist. And so I'm when I'm done, it will not exist anymore. So nothing I so so I can like live my life like I'm playing cheat codes. Uh and then uh Psycho Pirate shows up, and you could tell Johns did no coordination with anybody for it because because Psycho Pirate is not Psycho Pirate in um right now. Mm. Psycho Pirate is in the service of the great darkness in the dark crisis. And in fact, John's almost takes like a big pot shot at dark crisis by having an implication that psycho pirate left the main universe and came here to hide from the dark crisis. As if to say that the dark crisis won't affect what's happening in flashpoint beyond, (laughs) but then psycho pirate is hanged in his jail cell or suicided. And, uh, I'm like that completely disrupts any of the of, of the plans that Williamson's doing with Dark Crisis, and then someone else is like, "Well, maybe that's not." I believe it's even Psycho Pirate himself before he dies says something like, "I don't even know if I'm the real Psycho Pirate." And I'm like, "Okay, so you just you're just being a dick, like you're just fucking around with this with 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 continuity being like, I used to be in charge. I used to 
like call the shots. I used to dictate what's going on. I used to finger guns all over the yeah, place. Yeah, that's right. But they also reference uh, Dr. Manhattan. They don't call him Dr. Manhattan, but they talk about him quite a bit. Uh, because, of course, Jeff Johns is the only one who used Dr. Manhattan outside of uh, Scott Snyder in a kind of tongue-in-cheek, fuck you kind of way. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Flashpoint Beyond, it's a utterly dispensable, not going to matter, nobody cares. But if you don't like Dark Crisis, maybe you'll like this instead. It's literally just like an old, it should be called Flashpoint Alternate Crisis, where it's like, oh, you don't like what's going on over there? You can read this. It's a little more dark. It's a little more grim. It's a lot more Batman. You know, there's 100% more Batman in this than in Dark Crisis. But, uh, you know. I suppose that's that's true. You can put that on the cover. Yeah, yeah, you could. But it's like, it, it is just there's one thing that happens and it's at the last page that I was like, Oh, we'll see what happens with that. And I'll just spoil it because the book doesn't really matter. But like, uh, the flashpoint Superman shows up and he's like, Hey, knock it off. And it's like, Oh, cool. Like you're seeing Superman and Batman of the flashpoint universe team up. That's kind of cool. Cause you right. didn't really get to see that. And it wasn't really explored. Now you get to see it. That's kind of fun. Okay, cool. Um, but is it cool? I don't know. It certainly is. Uh, but, as the kids say mid, cool. so we'll see how it goes. But yeah. What else did you read? I read Marauders this week. Natch. <laughs> sure. Um, which is, of course, written by, I think it's Steve Orlando. It is Steve Orlando. With art by Eleonora Carlini. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carlini's art, like, when I, we, by issue one, I was like, it's fine. And, like, it's like, it just wasn't consistent yeah issue two is a little stronger issue three just as strong but i still caught some of those like little moments of like oh um it's very stylized Mm -hmm. for sure and like i'm really starting to dig that style like yeah that stylization Mm -hmm. where it's consistent colorist is really doing some great work as well uh heavy lifting you might say not heavy lifting i'm gonna give a a shout out good stuff to yeah matt milla um for just bringing some really good colors to the table i think nice um this is the this is a weird one this book because it's like i'm trying to like i'm reading this because it ain't marauders like (laughs) well technically it is there's kate's in it right but they're not doing the the, the, but they're not doing what they were doing which is ferry mutants to safety so like so it's a different book if you're on earth and you want to get to krakoa and you can't well oh i heard kate pride is a pirate ship and i'll just go to the port oh no she's in space See, if you're going to be part of the mutant nation, you need to understand sometimes we're going to space. Yeah. And and sometimes it takes precedence over you. Yeah. Sometimes we're going to go to space. Sometimes we're going to go to a magical D&D land. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we might go to a place where dinosaurs exist. So oh. you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. But That's space is going to factor in. Okay. At fair some enough. point or another. You know, if I were trapped, I guess I'd kill myself. What? No, you don't want to do because that. Because then I could just be resurrected yeah, on Krakoa. But you don't know that necessarily because that's not common knowledge. You don't right. find that out. So you well, get isn't there. Cerebro picking my shit up? Yeah, but like you wouldn't know that. Wouldn't I? No. Oh, that's right. They're not telling me. Wouldn't Professor X, shouldn't he send like a bulletin every once in a while no, mentally? I think, I think that's a bad idea. It's not until you get there. You gotta, you gotta drink the Kool Aid first before you get the right. resurrection. Okay. You gotta be down for orgies first. Yeah, you gotta. Make more and then be like, oh, by the way, like you won't die here. Yeah, it's oh. cool. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Um, but don't tell anybody. Um, yeah. But also, like, there's like a list, like a mile long. Mm-hmm. Like you don't. Know oh yeah, that's true. Back. And they keep like, bumping everybody. And like, on what it. happens if this all falls apart? Well, it, it, w- when it all falls. Apart. Yeah. So like, but I'm just saying, like, you're in that world. If it all falls apart, then you're not going to be. No, you don't have to do that. That's a bad idea. Bad plan. All right. Yeah. That goes against everything Kurt's talking about in Legion of X, which we'll talk. Well, that's about very true. Later. No oh, good. Um, but this is the book. Here's what it's like. I'm like perplexed about a little bit because it's like this is 
this is Marauders, and we're we're doing this whole thing with like the Shi'ar and um the the Crimson uh, kin, Gar- the oh. Kin Crimson, okay, um which is the Crimson. It's yeah, you know, it's Eric the Red. Oh, okay, Red, cool. You know? Um, but there's more of them, and they all like in a secret like brotherhood of like they get triggered like so people can be like a part of the kin crimson you don't know it oh. until like something happens and they have to reveal themselves oh, okay and it's like ha i'm here it's like origin 66 yeah yes 66. yeah except you knew they were clones. you just didn't know they were going to shoot you yeah um but that like there is a like there's like a secret that they've been like keeping mm-hmm. from mutants about like essentially the first mutants right oh. the, the first are they blood- deviants no, we don't know. Like, we don't know what it is. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that, like, this is so interesting that they're doing this. Like, because it's like there's a whole event from Karen that's, Gillen that's, that's doing the exact same thing that's going on. Right. And that, like, I'm like, are these two things going to come how somehow come together? And, like, that's why they're doing this. It's just like almost be like a tie in, but not really, because you could just read this and not worry about anything that's going on over there. I think. Yeah. I think. And, and in fact, it might be they have nothing to do with one another at all. That's true. Let's be honest. Probably more likely. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but this is the book in which, like, you know, Zandra is being like coerced uh by, you know, Zelfos, who's a kin crimson, mm-hmm. um, one of her previously trusted companions. Um, the marauders are have been caught or captured recently by um Gladiator and her guard and they're like in sonos's like dream space or trying to figure out what they're going to do how they're going to get out of this one right meanwhile right. cassandra nova's like kicking ass and taking names yes um it's interesting they, they brought up something that i hadn't really thought about and it was just an interesting way to think about it because like xandra uh, Deathbird's also like been like flung far from the fight oh no she's like i guess trying to get back she's not here mm-hmm. but like that basically um that sounded like it was in the building i know right i did not like that <laughs> um but that like xandra's two aunts are on the playing field oh okay if you think about it yeah cassandra nova is her aunt mm-hmm. and Deathbird is her aunt that's right i'm like she got two aunts who are just probably maybe trying to help her out i don't know i know Deathbird is but right cassandra nova i'm not i wouldn't trust her as far as i could she like she knew all about this and she, she's kind of set these things into play because yeah. like for her she's like no i'm helping the mutants because like there needs like something's gonna come out of this we don't know what it is yeah right? and we still don't know what it is right yeah but it, the first blood spilled we need to figure that out and xander basically had committed in the last issue that like okay in order to keep the peace we have to not tell them right and then she has an audience with them and she's like you know what no i'm mutant too we need to tell them okay and which immediately sets into effect the fact that like she's like a traitor to the kin crimson even though she's the leader of the shiar empire right and so like they're gonna come to blows at the end of this I'll, i will spoil it for you so if you don't want to just put your hand in your ears for a second um but that like xandra is like attacked oh no and, is like, she gonna die we don't know it's just cool we're just gonna see the next issue well but since no like, one's doing anything with her it wouldn't really matter well certainly she, xavier couldn't care less right she left with like the Marauder, so she was like with them. Oh, to, like, okay. Because they're like, okay, we're just gonna go. I mean, she's a great addition, except that she's also in charge of like an entire fucking planet. Yeah. Well, she left. She left Gladiator in charge. Right. Yeah. Great idea. Um. So like they go to the Crag, which is this like prison thing, to like find this information that they need, basically. Okay. Um. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how long they can drag this out for. Um. <laughs> uh, which well, I it's think only issue I, three, so probably three more issues. I think it's. I can't remember if this is one of the ones that's a mini, not a mini, but like is like we, issues one through whatever. Right. Is, this um but i'm really looking forward to seeing if this is going to end up 
revealing any information that might be important have to, farther reaching implications yeah to the uh gillen yeah event. event i i don't know do you it, yeah should, what what oh, i was gonna say do you want to keep talking about x-men uh we can why not we got bigger bigger fish to fry since x-men has become its own kind of corner of the universe um, and nobody really cares what's happening in it anymore so legion of x came yeah. out um which i didn't get a chance to talk about the first issue last week yeah how'd you like it i liked it Okay. Um, I mean, it's Cy Spurrier, right? It is Cy Spurrier with art by... Basil Dua. Basil Dua. That's exactly it. That's it. Uh, by Jan Basil Dua. Mm-hmm. Um, think of this book as a continuation of Spurrier's last Way of the X. Yes. And all the stuff that went with that. Mm-hmm. Um, where it is very much that same sort of squad. You got Nightcrawler and Legion. Pixie or whatever. Pixie, Lost. Yep. Fabian Cortez, Dr. Nemesis, right? Now yeah. we're going to add on two more people. Okay. Which one of them really, like, it's funny. I just looked this up. Like, I just, looked, like, recently been made aware of this character, which is, like, ironic and the point of this character, but it's Forget-Me-Not. <laughs> um, I really love forget me not to addition to this team um because of their like power, power set yeah that, like they they can't remember them yeah um so it really makes for great dialogue spurrier can handle it flawlessly nice and the juggernauts here oh cool why think about that on, well as we got family members of on Xavier. Krakoa, yeah right? he's not uh he's not a mutant no now think of this book not only as a continuation of that and so we're going to have religious imp implications in here in terms of you know kurt has his own thoughts on religion on a religion for krakoa yeah um on like just religion as a whole right that's what it's about Arako is going to come into play here in terms of religion as well mm. but also think of this book as all right so you know how like x-force is really supposed to be like it's the cia of yeah, the x-men yeah this is like this is like the law and order. They're oh. like, this is like the police procedural. It's like their X forces want to deal with like the minutia of Krakoa. What the hell are you doing? They want to deal with the big shit that like, you know, beasts can like screw with things and make power moves and all that crap. You don't want to deal with like, Oh, this people is doing this to other people in Krakoa and that shouldn't be happening. Right. Nightcrawler's taking care of that. His okay. team's taking care of that type mm -hmm. of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So, it's kind of cool because like they're they investigate things there's you know switch who's a mutant um comes back and is like skin jacking people which means he's getting into them and then like mutilating them yeah so like it's really messed up but like so they're trying they gotta solve the mystery right meanwhile um nightcrawler's been called up to Arako by storm which is great because he like really lays it on thick this is the first issue <laughs> where like he like bows before he's like oh i bow before you oh like great leader of what and she's like what are you doing? No, he's like, no. I'm doing it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, no. She gets, she goes like, get up, you idiot. I'll stick a real thunderbolt up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's adorable. Like, honestly, like, they go there because on Araco, the Araco people don't believe. Well, okay. They do believe in religion. There is no God that they follow, though, because what God could be worthy of the Iraqi people? Right. Right. So like well, apocalypse, but no. well, he's not really a god. They're talking like real mythological. I mean, he deities, acts like one, right? Yeah. Um, but so like the idea here is that when Arako was plopped from Amenth into 
our into our reality into our reality in our universe mm -hmm. that like a whole bunch of like gods came to them to be like hey you're pretty impressionable don't know shit oh about cool and so like they've been trying to infiltrate and like you know like our gods like Kanshu is like maybe i could use Kanshu hasn't shown up but like yes anyone like that could show up that's cool right and be like hey and so what's been going on is like they have like much like they have the crucible Almost every dispute in Araco is held in like is settled in an arena. In an arena. Yeah. So it's like someone was owed wages for work <laughs> and so they had a battle. Right, naturally. Um Do they have a resurrection protocol? No, not that I know of. But hmm. I guess they technically would be part of it. Right? Because like, they're mutants. Yeah, they're like they they come back to life on Earth and we ship them back to Araco. Yeah, you just send them back I mean, back I guess there. they have gateway. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. but like they don't fight to the death always. You can yield an honor and yeah. it's fine. Um, but like when the God shows up, they, they had this in the past where like there was one of their people who had the, their mutant powers. They could summon a God mm. at will. Okay. And so like they had all these gods. It did not work out for them at all. They ended up like dismembering this guy, but keeping the head alive. Okay. And so like whenever a God shows up, if it ever happened, they would use the head to summon them forth. They very rarely ever had to use it, but like in like the past like month or so, they had to do it like 10 times. <laughs> so like they have like this thing going on where it's like, there's like a god who like came before these guys are like oh here check out our god this guy trust me he's gonna be worth it you just wait and see and they like try to summon him he's like no <laughs> i don't want to do with you people i don't, don't want to do that and so they force him to come mm -hmm. and then all over Araka, all everybody in the stands have to like fight him that god yeah who's like a huge frost giant basically okay and so like they all just crawl on him and nightcrawler's like <laughs> what the hell why am i here right what did i do what, what am i doing what, here what, 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 what is this about and then he doesn't yield but there is a new um newish i think we have seen this character in like back panels of things it's just mm -hmm. a giant eye called aura serata serata the witness okay they're there to witness yeah that's that there there's a big eye and like a little little thing right like a person thing. Mm -hmm. it's like a personish thing on the top but like uh. it's really yeah. so anyway um their power though is that like they can basically they look at the god and it like turns to a void like you know it just goes away it's oh like, god okay like forever presumably right yeah. so like now carl's like i still like i'm not really seeing why i'm here apparently a trickster god came to like woo some of the iraq people <laughs> and then disappeared oh. and they're trying to find them okay and i'm like loki i i don't know but like i sort of hope so yeah right? that'd be kind of awesome because loki's actually connected to the x-men and, yes. and, and, and storm yes um, so basically Nightcrawler is there to assist in the investigation because they need to bring someone from Araco to Earth or to mm. Krakoa to try to track them down. Okay. Um, and since, so he, since he's the constable, yeah. he has to help. Um, so he's introduced to, I don't know how to say her name, but it's Zizen. <laughs> oh yes. Weaponless Zizen. Mm -hmm. Um, she's dope. I really like her a lot. She's weaponless because her, her mutant ability is that like, Basically, she can like paint truths, which is not a, a skill for battle. And so mm -hmm. she is weaponless. So gotcha. She does not fight. Okay. So he thought originally she wasn't a mutant. Right. But he, he, she's like, no. No, I, I, am. I, I definitely am. She's also like into him. Okay, cool. It was a really great interaction because like she says that he's a priest, right? Mm hmm. And, and she, she's like, he's like, not really. I, it really didn't work out. He tries to explain it a little bit. She's mm -hmm. like, do you have the vow of celibacy? And he's like, that one didn't really stick. That was one of the things that didn't really work for me. Okay. She's like, that's good because you're very pretty. <laughs> oh. And your and your fur and your like your fur reminds me of like the this lichen that grew on the battlefields of Amen. So we should bang later. Okay. She just says that. He's like, yeah. It's like sure. And Carl's like, why not? Okay. 
Yeah. You're the one who suggested it in the first place <laughs> at the council meeting. The actual banging. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't actually end up happening no. for him because they immediately he dies. No, they mm -hmm. go in. <laughs> no, they, um, they, they end up, you know, immediately investigating because they're dealing with the skin jacker and Legion in, um, the first issue is visited by, um, what's the heck's her name? I'm going to get it. <laughs> Mother righteous. Okay. Who wants to make a deal with him? Basically to like, let him like basically, Take control of Krakala. Mm. Um, he's like kind of thinking about doing it. Yeah. Um, blindfold's been resurrected, but she doesn't want her body. She's a precog that mm. she can come back. Um, so she just lives kind of in the mindscape right now. Okay. But she does not want to have her body because like it makes her see horrible things of the future. She doesn't necessarily want that. Mm. But like he's like, you got to help me make this decision. She's like, you need to live with your decisions. I can't help you make this decision. This is your decision, right? Mm -hmm. He hasn't made it, and in issue two, he also does not make it. Um, but like, I'm like, is this the trickster god? Right. Maybe. Oh yeah. Like, I I don't know. We'll we'll find out, right? So we got a lot of things going on here. A lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts to this issue. Um. So it's not quite as straightforward as the other one like the other one we were unraveling a bit of a mystery yes. but like it was a little more like tied together i think this is going to be tied together simply yeah. because i know spurrier's writing style yeah but it right now coalesce, i'm like right okay we're, we're kind of all over the place yeah. but it's it's working for me and like issue two felt really good nice um or it's solid it's pretty solid again a couple of rough patches here or there but like i dig the look of it um coloring style very much mimics a lot of the other um x books so it has a good feel to it cool um juggernaut is there by the way not like initially he was told that he was there because xavier thought it was a good idea and so okay. he got shoved on the team and it turns out that's not what it is at all mm. xavier didn't think it was a great idea and Shocking. like nightcrawler yeah. fought for him oh okay like, i think it's a good idea like i i like the idea of like giving people forgiveness second yeah yeah so does like, he have the crystal of Ciderac? Um like, is he juggernaut? He does have his helmet. Okay, then there you go. But um I, I don't I we didn't really get into that mm. so much here, um, uh, what his deal is on the island right now. All he knows is that like he was under one impression, and then it turns out it's another one. It's another thing that's going on. Um, but like I do appreciate the fact that they found a way to introduce the juggernaut yeah. into Krakoa because like I haven't seen him. But like without him being a mutant, it's kind of um difficult to insert him in there without it being like, you know, he's attacking or it's an outside thing or whatever. But like, so for, you know, Nightcrawler to be like, this is a good idea. Cause like Charles, he equates. And like, again, here's Spurrier doing what Spurrier does. Like yeah. he brings to like something that it's like, it's so obviously there, but like, mm -hmm. maybe you don't think about it. You don't see it this way. But when he puts it into words, you're like, Oh, that like Xavier and his brother are like, very similar yeah that, like with the juggernaut like he is an unstoppable being that goes in like one direction right and that's how xavier's mind works sometimes right and i'm like hmm cool well done yeah well way done. to put that together yeah so like if you liked spurrier's work on way of the x and you like that sort of investigation like you know at least procedural kind of thing you might dig this book spurrier you know much like gillen pays attention to what's going on and um, he's playing in his end of like the the X world, yeah, yeah the x world um but like you know tries to keep within like what's happening yeah for sure um so i i really like it cool I like it quite a bit and uh i'm looking forward to seeing what legion's going to do because legion obviously is a is, he's an he's an x factor uh -huh. um 
on Krakoa um, just because of the fact that like honestly at any point in time he could just he could just snap. end it all yeah and I know the Zorn brothers were around him we don't see them quite as much here like to keep him from yeah but I think that's because we, we're spending more time with him in the mindscape as opposed to where he is physically on, yeah but we also know that Xavier is keeping tabs mm. by having Abigail Brand keep tabs on him from <laughs> space so okay yeah so it's like it's a lot of like mistrust yeah but like at times i'm like it's fair mm -hmm. because like the book clearly is painting it where it's like you got to give people a second chance i totally get it but like we are talking about the juggernaut and legion and legion and i'm like yeah we'll see yeah we'll see i do like that these newer <clears throat> books are dealing with a lot of xavier's like skeletons in a way yeah without ever showing xavier dealing with them right <laughs> <laughs> that's fun uh Dante, oh, oh also warlock's dad died oh no his space dad oh no what it had well blindfold show like um or told um legion about phalanx also warlock refers to douglas self friend but a self maybe friend oh no what does that mean i don't know but i noticed that like i was like what <clears throat> so uh -oh. little, little little things like that why i think i like spurrier so much well sure <laughs> Uh, Dante Cook, hey Sal and Tiffany. Uh, I have to go, but wanted to say Poison Ivy was fantastic. DC Pride 22 was a steal of the month. DC can take a lot of pride in their DC Pride. Could have never printed <laughs> Aquaman BL though. What a total waste. Um, we didn't read Aquaman yet, but uh, you know, check it out. Yeah, no, point. it's one of those uh, for the Black Label books. I find them easier to read in physical. Yes, and we didn't have the physical. No, I just didn't get a chance to get it. Yeah, I don't uh, know. It's weird. Like most books, I read digital, but some books. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just a thing. Uh, Kingsport Cal. Hey, nerds, I got to go uh, to work. Does <laughs> Tiffany have any interest in watching Ms. Marvel? Tell the kitties. I said, meow. Poison Ivy has been dope. Yep. Uh, yeah, we saw Ms. Marvel number one. We liked it. Yeah. Short answer is we just enjoyed it. It was a fun issue. It was a fun episode. Yeah, it is a much more, it's a, it's a, it's a show aimed at a, like, younger, younger audience, audience for but not sure. like in a kitty kind of No, like, not in a, like, it's talking down to you type of way, but I can definitely, I get that feeling yes. from it. Um, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, I, they, of course, have. Mm -hmm. um, you can always tell when I haven't slept well. <laughs> uh, Davis Adam, uh, love the Superman video. Thank you very much, Sal. Any book recommendations for a summer book club? I'm starting with my friends. We're all 20 and 21, if that helps. I guess it does. Yeah. I mean, like, you should definitely read Saga. You should read uh, any, 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 any seminal issue or series. Like, you should probably pick up Sandman and check that out because of the show. Yeah. Um, that's not a bad place but you to jump definitely, in. Sandman, for sure, just because if you haven't had a chance and your book club hasn't had a chance to read it, it, it'll be really good for you to get a feel for the original source material mm -hmm. um, and enter into the, the show just to, like, see what the changes are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that, 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 I think that's a pretty good list. Right. Um, I mean, you could also do, like, some some classics like if they haven't read um like dark knight returns, returns you or could year do something one like or... that or like watchmen just like, yeah. if, the, if these are books they haven't read for some reason just to do some of these like classic volumes and just make sure it's like so that way they have read it and you and they have a forum to discuss it you know yeah yeah and, and also it's kind of fun to do some older stuff and some newer stuff yes. so like you could also maybe do um I'm trying to think of something new that was like like no oh, mr miracle mr. or miracle. i was gonna say like, uh, kind of like the strange shorter... adventures oh supergirl supergirl woman, woman of tomorrow. tomorrow for sure there you go um yeah there's a lot out there perfect orb uh hey sound haven't even loving your back catalog any uh of you read the superhero web serial worm it's about a teenage girl who controls bugs nope no why is it called worm then i don't know right are worms bugs 
I guess they could con- consider to be. I don't think they are. They have no legs, and they don't have an exoskeleton. No. Matthew Chalaga, I don't really care for this era of X-Men. Watching old back issues, I think I finally realized why. This is X-Men's clone conspiracy. It fits so well, right down to the shady leader wearing a big, stupid headpiece all the time. I guess. Uh, clone conspiracy is shorter, certainly, and uh, more blasphemous. I think this is like just a period in X-Men's yeah, history where like... And- X-Men's in space, you know, when X-Men was in space for a long time or Magneto yeah, was in charge or they spent a lot every, of time in the sewers. Like, So, okay. So thank you so much, by the way, for your wonderful exactly. super chat. Exactly. No, very you, generous Matt. super chat. So thank you for that. Um, I will say, though, I don't think it's necessarily like that because it seems like to me when X-Men go through like a period, it's, a, it's a, an opportunity for writers to play with new toys in mm-hmm. a way, like to play with new setups. And Krakoa has honestly been the greatest opportunity for writers to come along and be like, let's try stuff we've never seen before and have it make sense without yeah. having to try to force it like to put characters together just and like be like okay fine we'll work together whatever like in this world it works and so you get to see these interactions you would never get to see ever yeah um and i think we all know in our heart of hearts that this is not forever yeah and so it's just it's just a time of of x-men um with the clone con- like conspiracy that was a little more like I don't know what that was or what Slot was trying to do. Yeah. It, it could have been an opportunity for him to like put all the toys back in the toy chest and mm-hmm. like give you a plate, but like it didn't, <clears throat> it didn't do that. Yeah. It didn't do anything. Uh, Dante Cook, is there an even, uh, is there even talk about a Marvel pride this year? No, no. And if there is, I haven't heard it. Uh, and finally, Dan Dragon. Hey guys, what are your thoughts on this issue of Spider-Man? Personally, it was under, uh, it was very underwhelming or underwhelming. Uh, well, we're talking about that along with many other books on this show, which we'll get to in just a second. Uh, so Dark Crisis number one, uh, of course, written by Joshua Williamson, mm-hmm. with art uh, by Daniel Samper, and uh, yeah, uh, this is the beginning. This is finally no more roads, no more whatevers. It's it's happening. Oh, we're doing this now. This is the Dark Crisis. We're going to yeah. talk about Dark Crisis. Yeah, before Spider Man and before Savage Avengers. Jeez. I mean, we could talk about Savage Avengers. No, no, but I'm just like, saying, I'd rather just rather have it on time. But uh, Dark Crisis. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. What'd you think? Um. Yeah. This. This. I'll be honest. This felt like we were spinning our wheels immediately out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Like what? Well, the I, problem this, really. This book didn't feel like I could get any traction here because mm-hmm. i was like what is what what is the point of this yeah my issue with dark crisis was the fact that uh, road to dark crisis did this already and that there have been that justice league 75 like did this already uh the the road to dark crisis was the most egregious because it was people being like oh my god the justice league's dead what am i gonna do and like listen death of superman happened and like they did that for like a year mm-hmm. oh my god superman's dead what am i gonna do like yeah. every issue it's just yeah. like oh my god but like you know you can you can do that once and so i can understand why they're not fully indulging in the death of the justice league and the fact that nobody wants to play with that like yeah no green lantern no flash no superman no batman book is talking about it because they couldn't care less and it's not involved like it and because dc is a house divided like it's just a complete free-for-all over there clearly mm-hmm. like there's no there's no cohesion i mean look they got the jeff johns book going at the exact same time and it's doing a completely different thing and right. it's just hiding from this thing and it's like the dark crisis it's it's a holdover you know the name is a holdover at least from like 5g like they were setting up the dark crisis you can read your tales of the dark multiverse dark crises references mm-hmm. galore it's not the same dark crisis at all yeah um and uh 
and 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 Williamson is doing the best he can to tell a story about legacy and about like history and to kind of sum it up. But I will tell you, it doesn't feel like a crisis to me. No, it really it it doesn't. It doesn't have that feel. Um... Mainly because there's no there there's there there is no backing from the publisher. Like I feel this is in a void like it's it's gonna be weird when this is collected like 10 years from now people are gonna go hey remember the dark crisis like and that's like no that's that's what i was talking like when i said before like how tedious the other issue felt because i didn't i don't think i read road to dark i read the other thing yeah you read the other thing um and just how tedious it felt it this didn't help me feel any less because this just made it feel even less important to be doing it. Yeah. Like there was just something about this issue where I'm not saying I needed to be like grandiose, but this just felt like a standard issue of like justice league. Sure. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, especially if you read like the Morrison era where every issue or every, every story arc was like the biggest, most important bombastic thing in the universe mm-hmm. and no one else was referencing it. So like you were feeling like every issue you picked up of that book was like the most important issue. Right. As long as you were only reading that book. Right. But at the same time, I can't deny that everything in this book is good. Like everything in this book is something I've been asking for, for years. Like I want them to acknowledge the history. I want them to acknowledge the past. I want them to execute a, 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 a supposedly universe shaking book that at its core is about the history of the DC universe and about the hope of its characters. Like, I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really like, refreshing that it is about that it's just that i think that because we're in a place where there is no leadership at dc and there is no corresponding stuff outside of books called dark crisis that are coordinated by the writer it's just the thing that's happening yeah but like that first page that introduces you to the legacy of dc like the first sidekick is robin so the first execution that was that was there was a total lie as to what was going to happen in this book because that page made this book feel important. And I got to tell you, this issue didn't feel important. Like this issue, except that first page, didn't feel like it should have the word crisis anywhere near it. No. It is, well, and that's really what it is. I'm like, don't, okay, you made me think like, okay, we're going to do a crisis, which is like, all right, fine, you're going to reboot the universe or the superheroes. They're are not. It doesn't matter, right? You can tell they're not going to do then, that. Like, so then you don't call it a crisis. Right. Well, but like, and I got to tell you, don't yeah. call it a crisis because your book would probably be selling better. If it wasn't. If it wasn't called a crisis because people are done with crises for right now. I, I think the book is like really, really selling well, though. Okay. Like, the, I think the only reason it is selling is because it's called a crisis. The problem is. Okay. It's not delivering. Not at all. So like issue two, let's see what, where that goes. No, I mean, like the last ish, the last page killed Beast Boy. You know? Sure. And if you cared. Like that would be a big deal, and you know what it he's is? not gonna die. There's, like that's the thing. Like for some reason, I, there's no weight to anything that's happening. Why is that? Like why is this, this different is, from anything like, else? I don't from know. Identity crisis. Identity crisis. Like, they killed uh, Blue these, Beetle. No, that was Infinite Crisis. This but feels like bad CG. You know how bad like CG effects or like in movies or like even like a bad CG animated stuff like you know mm-hmm. cartoon or whatever doesn't have weight to it when a character moves. Yeah, that's what this feels like. Mm. There's just there's they're just they're just they're like doing a shadow play for me. It's right. Just a, it's just a, just a show mm-hmm. I'm watching. I'm very aware I'm watching a show. Right. I'm very aware I'm reading a a, a line wide. That's comic what book. it feels like. Yeah. And like I know that's like people are gonna accuse me of meta reading, but like I try really hard not to, and I really just try to get into things. And there are plenty of DC books that pull me way into it, and this just feels like uh huh. Like right. I feel like we're going through the motions. Mm-hmm. 
this doesn't even the problem is i don't think you can help but meta read this book because i mean like if you know and the, the funny thing is maybe that maybe it doesn't matter maybe most people are not meta reading it and that's why they're enjoying it so much but like the fact is you could tell that when they were going to execute the dark crisis beforehand, like we have, we have all this, all this information and we, you know, and it's it, none of it comes from the source, mm -hmm. not capital S source, like in DC, haha. But like <laughs> none of it comes from DC, you know, none of it came from Didio, but Didio was in charge and Didio clearly wanted to make 5g happen. And like Rich Johnson of bleeding cool had direct access to people at DC. So like he scooped a lot of stuff about it and he was very obvious about what was happening and shared a lot of information. So we knew that like they were gonna do a thing, and like Future State was clearly a re a restructuring of five G. Right, and it's right, like right. what was that gonna be? Out with the old and with the new. Like a lot of characters that were invented for the Future State five G thing were invented so that they would be there. Mm -hmm. Aging up John Kent artificially was part of that deal. Right, Jace Fox's existence is part of that deal. Right, Yara Flora is part of that deal, mm -hmm. and then to set that up and to know that like the next era of DC was going to be like new young people mm -hmm. get rid of the old guys. Yeah. And then they were like, never mind, don't do that. But then to make this book, that's like, this is about legacy. And then to have John be like kind of the only one that made it out of there because everyone else still wanted to tell stories about young John and you know, PK, uh, whatever Phil, Phil Kennedy Johnson, like is, doing a story no tom taylor's doing a a big ass like john kent story mm -hmm. like they, he's the only one who can like speak with authority in that universe yeah and so he's like let's do the thing that everyone said i was gonna do let's make that young justice league and then the members of the justice league who would have been the jla from 5g were like nah yeah, listen, I know. Which I think is funny, yeah. but it's also weird because then you get this like this weird Justice League at the end of it that like people are losing their minds about, which I'm like, how could you possibly care? Yeah, because like here's and that's the thing about this. And like it's just it's very obvious this isn't gonna stick. Yeah. Well, no. And right, but like, does it need to? I mean, crisis never stuck. But the crisis feel, didn't stick. Infinite crisis didn't it, stick. I think what it is is that like the book's trying to make you think it will. Instead of just... I don't think that the book is trying to do anything other than what it's doing. It's just that the thing that it's doing is just setting things up. But even the things that are being set up are more ethereal. They're less about the story of DC and where it's going and more about reiterating. It's like a story you've heard before from a really well-accomplished storyteller. You know, like, and I don't mean like in a comic book form. I mean like when your friend tells you a story you've heard a thousand times. Yeah. And you're and you're and you're letting them tell you again. Right. And you politely go, uh huh, but you're only half listening because you've heard it before. Right. That's what this is. So that's not good, though. No. <laughs> but it's also not bad. No, I. I think you're misunderstanding that. I'm not like, a misunderstanding. My, my I'm issue just saying here is that, that like, like it shouldn't be called a crisis. Well, but there's nothing. They, but but it, but if it, but it wouldn't sell if they didn't who knows we'll never know yeah but we well we do know that it is one of the numbers that one selling books so like sure it is working sure it certainly wouldn't well, have sold if it was called this? dc it's universe also, special it's also a number one you that's can't, true you can't judge a number one as the selling no at all no you can't well you can i mean like if it, this is it's seven issues i feel like number one didn't do enough to move the story along we is have, there a story whatever there should be if i'm reading a, if i'm reading a comic book there should be a story to be told no but i'm asking you is there a story I don't know right now because like the end, like the last few pages try to be like, Oh yeah. Don't forget about Pariah. <laughs> yeah. 
He's he's doing something. Yeah. And like you're there's bubbles for books you're gonna read. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because those bubbles are all tie-ins. They're all gonna you you can pop and those tie-ins read a book are gonna be really cool. But like sure. Yeah. Well, and Parai has a plan. It's just that his plan isn't terribly sexy. Because like, he sucks, but let's. Well, let, no, but like my pariah hate aside. Yeah, no, but I'm saying like his pariah's plan is 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 not sexy enough. Like the Batman who laughs is sexy, and when I say that, I don't mean like I find Cenobites attractive. I mean like <laughs> m like marketing wise, it's a sexy character. It's like it's evil Joker Batman. You yeah. can sell a tattoo of that. You could sell a, a, a you know a painted van of that. Mm -hmm. You could sell a, like an album cover of that you could sell a statue a comic book series you could sell batman who laughs and batman who laughs wants to raise the earth to the ground and he's gonna bring up a bunch of cool looking mcfarland figures you could sell the shit out of that yeah and there is a subset an ever-growing subset of dc fans who are like that's dc that's what i want mm -hmm. that's not what this is that's this is the antithesis of that and that's you know what though but you can make the antithesis of that still work i just this book was this issue in particular which mm -hmm. is very much like uh -huh. okay yeah. Well, and I think the reason why it matters and why I think it's valuable mm -hmm. is because DC doesn't do that anymore. Like, mm -hmm. because we are well-versed in comics, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, Teen Titans, Next Generation, absolutely. Duh. You yeah. know? Yeah. Jaime Reyes and Ted Kord both have value. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. Robin's the first sidekick. DC embraces legacy. Duh. Mm -hmm. But like, most DC fans, at least the vocal ones, are Snyderverse bros and people who think that the Batman Who Laughs is a really good idea. Right. And so it's and like, I, this is I'm a not, reminder. And I'm not saying that that's good either. No, I know. I'm not saying it's anything just... other than the fact that, like, that's what this book is trying to do. Sure. And I think we take for granted the fact that, like, DC doesn't just go, hey, this is the DC universe. But the problem is the publisher clearly doesn't give a shit. And so they're not going like, ladies and gentlemen, this is the because like that's what, yeah. that's what Johns did with DC Universe Infinite or reboot yes. reboot. They, they're all fucking DC Universe. They gotta fucking get their branding going. No, DC Universe Infinite, DC Universe the, well, the I, app, DC Universe the book. Like I would say, I think there was bigger hype over the button. Oh yeah, well button. I mean, like, look, it's the fucking Watchmen button. But being held saying, by like, Batman. You think about that. Think about the hype. Well, because the that button was behind that. Well, the button was set up by Rebirth, and Rebirth yeah. suggested there was a mystery. Yes. There's no mystery here. No, Mariah is an like, asshole, like, and we'll hold, but what, you will can he win? See the difference between a book that the publisher backs right. and a well, book that the publisher's like. I mean, it makes money, yay. Yeah, but that yeah, you you know what else there's, there was with the button? Like we don't know. Because Jeff Johns is also in charge of DC. It's true. No, it's true. Like we, like, did we really think Doomsday Clock was a great idea when they announced it, or did we? Could we not escape it? Yeah. And so we were told what a great idea it was. Like, we don't know. I do know that this is an example of a really good-looking comic book. Oh no! That is no, no. Uh, I'm not arguing with no, you. No, I'm just saying. Like, I agree. It I know looks, you do. It looks you'll, great. Yeah, you'll disagree when you want to disagree. I'm just saying these are things we both take for that we're both saying for their self-evident. I'm not saying it's it a, to you. I'm saying it for them. Well, I know because I want them to hear my agreement as well. Right. I'm not just they're not. They don't hear you. You're a woman. <laughs> But like Dark Crisis, it's a good looking book. It is well written. The characters are incredibly consistent. There is action to be had. There are things people have been asking for for decades that are happening in this book. And it what acknowledges the entire that, history. What would you say those things are? Uh, acknowledging the fact that the Titans should be the next generation of, of, of heroes. Uh -huh. 
pantsing the future state heroes. Okay, but we we acknowledge that the Titans should be that, and then what do we do? We kill them. All of them. Yeah. Presumably. Right. Unless he did like a flip. Because that's fucking crazy. Well, Holy shit. You do have two, you've got at least one character in that room that could have reacted quickly and yeah, saved Yeah, and did. So, yeah. Did. <laughs> but like, you're getting, a fu- you're getting the final showdown between Deathstroke and Dick Grayson. You're getting Deathstroke being put into a major player not seen since du- Judas Contract. Right, but like you know what? I gotta tell you, that's almost an inter- more interesting story on its own. Yeah, without without the dark without crisis. any of this crap around yeah. it. Like that's a a really interesting mm-hmm. like twelve issue mini. Right. Well, no one would stick around twelve issue, issues. Eight issue mini. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, the the acknowledgement of the legacy and seeing the DC universe bo- like band together mm-hmm. over a common loss. Uh, you like that that double page spread of everyone being there is it should be really cool, mm-hmm. and I think it's only not cool because we're not told it's cool. I guess I think for me it's it's or it's just because yeah what you, we've been saying yeah that like that just, Snyder bro- that Snyder broke the DC universe he kind of did that Scott Snyder ruined the DC universe yeah. with his goddamn metal bullshit right and so like i also want to because i do see uh, like some folk talking about it and I'm, I'm glad you guys are chatting about it as yeah well. please um but just people like the, the word hate came up and it's like i'm not saying i hate the book no. i just want you to stop right now because like that's not what i'm saying and people might be saying that but that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is i'm too fatigued for this book right and it doesn't do enough for me to make me care and that's actually worse than hating it because hating it means that you've got some you sort feel of passion, passion for it but what i'm saying is that like i'm just like i just don't really care about this book which is honestly worse in yeah. its own way and it's just i want more from this because i do think that williamson is is a good creator who has a passion for the dc universe but this first issue just left me like okay yeah Meh. no it's like it might be too little too late that's what it feels like and that doesn't mean that this won't go someplace great but my fear is that enough people aren't going to stick around long enough because well, it's the first issue and that you did say it sold great let's see what issue two does and yeah. hopefully issue two picks it up and maybe there's enough word of mouth it's like hey this is doing something yeah. real but this issue doesn't feel like it's doing anything no but it is doing things it doesn't feel like it's doing <laughs> things that's the problem but like all, but things also, are being done but it's also masked in like dressing you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's a lot of window dressing of like, okay, we want to acknowledge the future state thing, so we got to do that, and like, that's fine. I appreciate the fact that like those characters had reasons to not join, and it like they're like, see, we're gonna do the well, obvious like, thing, and I just just don't give a shit. And that's like, that's I don't totally... want to see them on the Justice League. I don't care, right? But like about these just, characters, there's just a lot of like things. There are a lot of plates spinning, yeah. And then right now, I can't quite pinpoint what plates I need to really be watching, right? Or caring about, right? There because is no I don't protagonist. Really care about any of them. There is no protagonist no, of the Dark Crisis, and that's maybe it's Pariah, but even he is also the antagonist. He is not anyone's protagonist. Well, he he's might not be even the protagonist of his own story. No, because he sucks. <laughs> well, he, because he's a he's a victim. Like all he is is a victim. Yeah, but like clearly there is something being done. I don't know what this is about. You know, yeah. Pariah is going to build a machine. He <laughs> wants to see his family. Maybe he's he's going to do like he's got the dark army, which he already used to kill the Justice League, which he didn't even because he killed the Justice League himself using crisis powers. Like, I, I don't know where this is going, but unlike a great mystery or a like compelling story, I don't really care. That's the problem. And like, I'm hoping issue two will set that up. But enough. I, I This is one of those things where it's like, you got to trust the creator. Like mm. this, this issue in what's, what's also a hat trick in its own right is the book doesn't make you feel like you have to do your homework. The book did the homework for you. 
Yeah. But so it's at least it's not like, oh, my God, I get through all this stuff just to get to the point. Like, no, the point is this journey. But there is no protagonist to ferry us through this journey Mm -hmm. to make us care. You got to ground it with a character who has stakes in it. You know, like, right. Cause like, it's funny. Cause you think it's John, right? But, but, it's the, but not. the book opens up clearly about Dick, but then by the end of the issue, but Dick like, needs to fight Deathstroke though. So like that, he can't be about I that. I know, but no, like, I'm saying that's what it is. That's, that's what so it frustrating. is. frustrating. Like the opening that I, I loved, I actually really enjoyed like that very quiet opening. Oh yeah. I was like, that's really beautiful. And like that really, but like that, nothing else in that issue lived up to those first few pages. No. And that's why I was like, Oh yeah. Oh, I know. I know, but uh, I I I like, want this book. Even if John is the protagonist, those first pages don't set that up to be not at it's all to be. And I'm like, because John didn't earn it. Because John's not the original sidekick. Like, because John's just some character that was invented like five years ago. You know, like yeah, it doesn't really matter. Um, I do recommend it because I do like it. <laughs> well, and I and I want the problem. I think is just like we all read these things and we all know who the hierarchy is. And I, I, I know Josh Williamson is not in charge. Right. So like, even if the less, cause like, look at rebirth rebirth was all about like, you know, we, we fucking things have gotten really dark. We got to And then John's like left and they were like, never mind. <laughs> Here's heroes in crisis. The literal opposite of rebirth. So like, but that's, I, but that's also, if you're feeling that fatigue, like that might just be like, the weariness of reading comics. I remember uh, one more day was like, I didn't like, I, I didn't care that Mary Jane and Spider-Man's marriage was ended because I, because I was very aware at the end of that, that these are fake characters that aren't real. Right. And that none of them are immune to editorial control. And so like, maybe that's just being hyper aware of like the it fact that like, be, this except, is the mechanicry of the, of the industry. Except then you, it's hard to explain then when certain books come Do along ca- and yeah. like, and make you care and just make me care yeah you know and it's not always the same books there are just some issues of some things yeah. that like just yeah yeah no the book needed a pov character it needed something I don't if know you were if you were just league incarnate mm-hmm. that actually has more stakes and weight and it's leading up to this and it's written by the same person right right and it's because it's about characters that like it's a smaller group of characters it's actually the same group of characters not the same group of characters but the same size group of characters and yet it somehow manages to work and i don't know why but uh work better mm. but we'll see what happens with, with issue two i'm yeah. i am i i trust this creator and i know that i enjoyed the issue on a technical level and mm-hmm. but but again yeah it did not like grab me yeah the and way that it really should every, every time we talk about these books i feel so bad because i'm like what if he what if he watches this he, he i know he does i'm sorry josh <laughs> It's not. He, Listen, I read birth. I knew who you were before he did because I read birthright. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'm just, I'm just saying. But like, I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest with my feelings. No, it's true. So it's true. Just, and I, but I also because I do know, no, his, I know because we both know his work and we do trust it. I think that there's more to be. I think there's. I think it's like and, you kill the Justice League to get their attention. Yeah. And part of the reason, by the way, that I I'm continuing to read this is so that we can have these conversations. Exactly. Because I think like, there's more you value. You and I there. are coming from two different, total, like very different perspectives on this. Yeah. And. Listen, at the end of the day, right now, what I'm feeling is I really hope that this book wins me over. This is the I uni- really do because I want to care and I and I don't want to feel that fatigue. And like I I want to like come into like a DC like event and feel excited yeah. and like exhilarated by it. And like it's just no, it's just not there. Yeah. I, I don't know if it even well, we'll see. But we'll 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 see. I Okay. This is the DC universe I want. 
this is like and again that doesn't mean it's bad I no just, but like and like hopefully the like aftermath of it is great if it affects anything i can't imagine it affecting anything because oh. i don't know that there is any leadership at dc that is on the same page so that's also now, frustrating if they if it's it's seven issues we got right. seven months or whatever i don't know how often this book comes out but like <laughs> we got we got a while i think it's like december until this book is over okay so we got until december i mean the like the comic book industry could implode and re and re-expand <laughs> we don't know like who knows you know they could make josh williams an editor-in-chief for god's sake like we don't know but like yeah, we, you, and i, I and right. i know that we like know. marie javins is an amazing editor and she's a re she is a champion of comic books but also she ain't out front enough you know she's not making she's not wheeling a deal she's not didioing or casadaing you know nobody is like <laughs> nobody's going out there being like yo i'm the character in this universe like that needs to be you know out front and center and talking about my direction of this universe yeah, but like, nobody's talking about well, it because you know what though would you want to be that not at all it's like a terrible that's, that's, thankless that's job just basically painting a target on yourself right a exactly human target right but you're <laughs> but you're you, you'll get people to kick yes. marvel wouldn't have worked and connected with people if stan hadn't done no it's done true like too. and we, we say that about like no matter what you feel about stanley and like you know him as a person or mm -hmm. him as a, a collaborator with other creatives right what stan did though he became an ambassador to the whole medium yes and even like, if he only he, promoted his own he, yeah but he brought people into something that they may not normally have gotten mm -hmm. a hold of and like they would eventually grow and move beyond stan yeah but like stan was there to go like well and he, he he made the creators or at the very least himself a gateway point from the the fiction mm -hmm. to the reality mm -hmm. and to Dio and Casada and like other uh, other charismatic uh, members of the editorial staff like have also done that mm -hmm. like Casada was like I'm your I'm gonna give you your my fireside chats and my cup of joes and you know me and like you know now you're part of it it's like owning stock in the company mm -hmm. like you have a controlling stake in this because you know me as a person yeah now let's read all of Dan V900's freaking comments. Let's read, let's read all the wonderful chats by everybody. Dark Crisis just didn't feel like a crisis. I agree that it didn't have weight. Everything uh, in issue one was promoted and shown, including what happened to Beast Boy a month ago. I was pretty bored by it. Um, that's true. That did happen. Uh, other than the opening spread referencing events, switching out Mary Marvel for Supergirl was a weird choice. And Supergirl having the suit from the end of Woman of Tomorrow with that time jump was odd. I didn't think so at all. I couldn't care less about that. So wait, I will ask you this. When she said, I just got back, are we talking about- Yeah, we're talking about Supergirl. I think we're definitely talking from, about Super from, from Woman of Tomorrow. That is a very <sighs> different way of writing that character after what she went through. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that can't be what they're talking I mean, about. It, could, it has to be from something I, else. I don't know. I'm not reading Superman. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> uh, Black Adam questioning why certain people were on the new Justice League felt very meta and made the team feel less important since we know it was not sticking. I think the fact that you know it's not sticking is actually why they put a hat on it and referenced it. So like that was actually really valuable and really important. Um, well, I get what they're saying though. But also like, like why make a team that like people are going to poke holes in anyway? Like why not make a team that people would vehemently defend? Yeah. Instead of a team that's like what, and I mean like, but it's supposed to represent a team of 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 John desperately trying and failing to be a leader. You know, he's like, oh, the the, the future state thing, the five G thing didn't happen, so like I can't make my Justice League. Like you just have to, like I'm the Avatar, you have to deal with it, team. Yeah. So uh, here's a 
here's a, here's a bunch of characters that like I mean we, Harley's on the team. You guys like Harley, right? I mean like that feels like a like a team by committee, like which is deliberate. I I think that that was actually one of the most like funny moments for me. Where like I remember <laughs> when they leaked it and they were like, oh my god, this team sucks. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it sucks. It's a terror. Like, what do you need two blue beetles on it? I'm like, yeah, no, I yeah, that's stupid. Like it's supposed to be stupid. Yeah. It's it's a team that a freaking fourteen year old would come up with. Yeah. No, I get it. I I don't I don't disagree. I know you with get that, it. But like there was something like he he. It, I think it was the way in which it was pointed out. It seemed. I don't know. It yeah. was a little weird. It was. Yeah. Anyway, it's fair. Um. Potassium to the heart. Uh, new to comics. Currently reading Woman of Tomorrow. Any recommendations for first X Men series? Shout out to my vinyl cracked Shout watching. Shout out to vinyl cracked. To vinyl cracked watching next to me. Which I believe these two were here for my Twitch. Oh yeah, stream which was wonderful. So if so, yay! Thanks for being here too, and uh, thanks for joining me on my Twitch stream. Yeah. First X Men series. I mean, you should read uh, some Claremont. You should, I mean, like everyone wants you to read Claremont. I would not read like the first thing I would not read is Bendis. Um, you know, I'd, I'd probably try it out something like the Dark Phoenix Saga. You know, something where it's like it's seminal, it's important, it's mm-hmm. big, it's bombastic, and and it's something people are referencing and remembering. Um, you know, with, with X Men, you could. I mean, because I wouldn't read like the first Jim Lee claremont book because it's really steep it, it's very wordy it's and dense but also mm-hmm. not like because it no it's it just, also then goes into the worst era of x-men so it's like, a physically dense book though yeah that's very true <laughs> yeah i would go back i would read god loves man kills that's a great like graphic novel that you could just be like there i read that and that's cool mm-hmm. um you would you could read giant size x-men number one and go from there because it's like introducing you to a new era of x-men you can read the the lee kirby stuff yeah i would definitely what that universe is all about i would like, read some of the big hitters like sal saying because then if you decide you want to read anything happening now you have a little bit more of appreciation for some of these characters the history. You'll, you'll have a little bit of like an idea of where they came from but the fact is the internet is your friend yes you know and like you know with the x-men like don't feel bad about looking stuff up and being no. like wait who is this and like what do i need to know and about not this character? needing to know who every character is yeah just yeah, yeah. just watch the cerebral cast say you could also um you could probably I, I think you might be able to pick up like demon bear just try that too just yeah, to try a different a different, different team a very different team very different feel there's like one or two things in there where you're going to be like what is this referencing but you don't need to know about it for the story yeah like it's just if you wanted to keep going you you could um but there's a lot there's definitely a lot out there and like x-men's great because it's like it's one of those it's so funny because it's such a gateway for a lot of people who you know watch the sh- the various cartoons that's the true. various cartoons throughout the history of the x-men yeah it's a gateway and yet it's also one of the harder things to kind of get into yeah simply because of the fact there's just so much of it and it is so uh intense and lore heavy yep um but don't be afraid yeah. don't be afraid to just jump into something and again use the internet you have it enjoy it yeah. there's so many resources out there um to just catch you up on a couple of things and from that you might discover like hey you know what i want to know more about this yeah and maybe i'll go read that so go for it yeah don't be afraid uh so from Je- zeb wells and john Minnie jr amazing spider-man number three uh continuing the new era of spider-man what did peter parker do what did he do we don't know yet but uh this is a better cover than the last one yeah the inks are better too yeah scott hannah it's just it's just not, not surprising you know what though maybe it's because it's tight in on the anatomy it it's just it's just a it's tight it's yeah. a better looking like uh example of Ramita's art yeah the art by the way solid good stuff mm-hmm. um works it's it's Ramita at his finest in years mm-hmm. uh, by the way i should also mention that the art in dark crisis was great 
Yeah, we said that. I know. We just... said that we both really enjoyed it. Okay. It looked good. And like there were some good beats there. Like yeah. when um they're talking about there's only one person who should lead the Justice League. Yeah. And like we cut to Dick. To and Dick. I was like, Yeah. That's just yeah. it was great, just, it was great a cut. good, like a good like cinema style cut. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um yeah, this story uh is super hardcore for some reason. It's just like it's really it's very Zeb Wellsian, I think, because you know, Zeb Wells, of course, did Hellions. And I, I you read Hellions. I, I didn't really read Hellions. Hellions. You loved Hellions. Now, like, would you say that it was like angry mean spirited gross hardcore like so that it first, was like that it was dark the first volume was dark right as we went progressed along it became more lighthearted and fun with elements of like oh god yeah that's what this book is it's just straight up that yay it's just it's non-stop that it, sounds it, great it is a straight up misery fest this third issue okay so no there, there isn't all right so the first issue yes there's a bit of misery because we were dealing with all sorts but you're of only like, on the third issue and these stories th- this is this would take you five minutes to read okay there's no no time um it also sets up tombstone which is no which is not my favorite character uh i don't have a problem with tombstone i'm just like oh cool tombstone okay well whatever like go for it um because everybody everybody <laughs> this, i know everybody i know is like oh i got a great tombstone pitch i'm like oh yeah is it kingpin pitch I've never, but re- but remodeled? I've never heard any of that before but i was gonna say at least he's not like i'm gonna make a new villain thank freaking god he's like i'm just gonna pull one from the, out of the tour chest yeah here we go yeah i got tombstone right maybe well, that's what they should do they should just get a bunch of like action figures, action and be figures like, here you go or or like even just like slips of paper and you just pull one in and be like this is the story you have got to tell right yeah good luck honestly like that would be something that i want writers to just challenge themselves to do they should do like an like a an anthology of that type of thing where yeah it's like you get like you know six or so writers together yeah. right you had like six spider-man villains there mm-hmm. you put them in it was all random they all pick one and like they have to tell that story i would love that that and that's there's there's a book called spider-man full circle which did something like that where they had a like 10 spider-man writers and they sent emails where they finished each other's sentences to continue the story oh gosh it is a nightmare i bet i bet now i think this one's a little more controlled (laughs) yeah but uh yeah so um spider-man is beaten to within an inch of his life and he's bleeding out of his face into his mask uh tombstone like chains him up in the in the basement uh in, in the subway uh, he's got a turf war with the Rose and he's going to set up his, uh, well, the Rose is in here as well. Yep. The Rose. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, but he's, uh, he's going to have um, his guys dress like Rose's guys and then just cause a straight up like mass shooting and then uh, sign it as the Rose. And then, like have this hero community come in and take down the Rose so that he's out of commission. That's a very classic villain story. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, and yeah, and, and Peter just sits there and listens to Tombstone tell the retconned origin of himself, where it's like, I was an albino kid and I had to do this, that other thing. And I'm a bad guy and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, why did you, why did you get, in, there's a moment where he's like, why'd you get involved? Like, why are you, why are you dealing with this? Like, who are you working for? And Spider-Man's like, it's not that simple, man. Or it, it's, it's never that complicated. You're a bad guy. I'm here to stop the bad guy. Mm. And he's like, everybody, you know, and he tells a story about a lion and how like a lion you know, every time a lion like mauls a person, you know, at a zoo an, or an whatever, angel gets its wings. Yeah, but uh, every time a lion gets loose and mauls somebody, like they uh, they always talk about like why. You know, like one time they actually blamed like an impacted molar, but no idiot ever says bad lion. Right. Like you're an idiot for assuming that I'm just a bad guy. Let me tell you the story about like why I'm a well, bad guy. I mean, I guess because like with a lion, it's that's their nature. Because yeah. they don't have higher thoughts. Right. But I, yeah, exactly. Well, that's why Tombstone's an asshole. <laughs> uh, but like, 
you know, and then he tells a story about like how, you know, he, why he's a bad person, which is like every origin of why any bad person is a bad person. Bad mm-hmm. shit happened to them or they were born rich. But like in this case, it was just, you know, that, but uh, you know, he's just he's poor kid beaten up, had to be tough. Eventually didn't take no shit from anybody. Most like basic one note, one dimensional, couldn't care less origin of tombstone. It's a big waste of like three pages, three, four pages. Just are, like are here's you- tombstone's origin. Wow. He's a bad guy. Are you accusing Tombstone of being a basic bitch? Yes, that's what exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> it's just like everybody's like, oh, I got a great Tombstone pitch. I'm like, oh, cool. Is it Kingpin Light again? Is it Die Kingpin? Cool. Just like fucking Spectacular Spider-Man, which is just, you can't use Kingpin. Oh, then I'll use Tombstone. Okay, cool. People are like, whoa, I love Tombstone. I'm like, yeah, because it's just the Kingpin story, but with Tombstone. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Like, sometimes that's cool. And sometimes just you know, to mix it up, you got to use a different character. You know why I don't mind it so much? Because it's like when you, like, a lot of people think of New York, yeah. like, especially like and it's like you know years ago like mobsters gangsters you know what i mean there's a lot of them yeah. and, and they gotta fight one another so you right. gotta have more than one yeah like, if you're gonna have kingpin you need to have another one that has some sort of ability to stand up against exactly. that like, power so yeah and that's it, it. makes that's sense it. no it works it works it's fine like i'm not i'm not necessarily like ragging on it i'm just like people are like whoa and i'm like whoa really whoa <laughs> it's really i mean like this is like you know it feels like a stan lee issue like it feels like stan wrote it <laughs> it's just that it's also really really gruesome like mm. spider-man is he he gets beaten in a van in the previous issue he's chained up and beaten bloody and uh and like cries and begs and like you know and like poops himself like it's just he just he looks like an idiot like he looks like a pathetic loser who's never won a battle in his life which is like what spider-man is sometimes and uh you need to like bring him down low to make him like succeed right like every run has to have spider-man brought to his lowest possible point hopefully this is it uh spider mary jane's new boyfriend husband uh father of her children whatever shows up to peter's apartment um to 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 have a chat with him because peter called mary jane at some point and he's like hey don't uh call my girlfriend anymore like gotta have a face-to-face manhood chat and uh, and then like that is just not the type of person Mary Jane would be with. So I, can't I know wait, I can't wait to find That's out. That's why it's like oh cool yeah okay mm-hmm. and uh, and then like the debt collector shows up. They have it back and forth. Uh, the guy pays the debt collector off to leave Spider Man alone or Peter Parker alone for a couple of weeks. So he's like I don't feel I feel bad about kicking a man when he's down. That way you that way you're not like oh I hate this character immediately. Like no 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 he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like oh cool yeah very emotionally manipulative yeah like I get the writing trick. Mm-hmm. So like it's it is a very well written issue. It is a very gro- like, but Spider Man is like just he is emasculated without even being in the scene by a character we don't know and have no context for and couldn't care less about until we get the context, which is like I am. I think I'm done with that. Like I think I'm done Tarantinoing everything. Like okay. I think when Swordfish did it, it was like oh ever you can just retire the. Like, whoa, wasn't always like this. Let's go back. Let's go back, man. Come on. Like, I'm. But that's not fair because that, that you just basically told a whole like futures and like many generations of creators. You can never do that. No, I know. That's not right. Yeah. Sorry. No. But like, maybe, maybe mix it up a little bit. I disagree with that. I know. I know. (laughs) But, uh, but like when you're introducing characters that haven't yet been introduced already and you have like all this context that isn't context, it's like you're banking on this idea being so good yeah, that I have no context of this, but I'm going to be on board because, because you're just so good at this. Mm. I mean, like, yeah, 
it's just it, it's proof that like this is never going to be the book that I want it to be. <laughs> like this is a really well written issue. John Romita Jr.'s art is great. Like, and when I say great, I mean as good as as it's ever been. Okay. He he so really if you, nails it. If you it. like John, you're going to like this, and if you don't. Oh yeah, no. If you don't like John Romita <laughs> Jr., this is not going to change anybody. Right. Just like every John Romita Jr. book since the dawn of time. Like I remember not really digging John Romita Jr. style like when I was a kid, when he was when he was drawn for Chuck Dixon. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, wow. Like everyone looks like they're made of like, like like like, I don't know, paper mache. <laughs> yeah, just squares. No, he has a lot. Yeah, it's like it's it's very stylized. And it always has a lot of texture. It's always with a lot of texture. It's always super stylized. And it's like you know what? Like yeah, that's just John Romita. Yeah, it's always been that way, Junior. Uh, but like, but he, but I like it. You know, it's fine. Okay. You know, I like it better than this than than ever in Superman. Um, yeah, yeah. Feel and it feels like a Spider-Man comic. Right. Maybe because I like the the Romita Straczynski run. Right. But right, right. Uh, you know, uh, otherwise, like it's super simple. Like the last three issues take like five ten minutes to read. It's there, there's 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 nothing going on but what this is. Okay. And I think that's like a consequence of what did Peter Parker do? He got rid of his entire supporting cast. Oh no. There's like a subplot about Randy Robertson wanting to propose to the to Tombstone's daughter, who's also the Beatle. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't care about like Tombstone's daughter, the Beatle, and whether she's going to marry Robbie Robertson's son. Right. You know. Okay. Like I I care about Spider Man and Mary Jane and Aunt May and J Jonah Jameson and maybe Robbie, but like not Robbie's son, mm-hmm. who is always I, I feel so bad because like Randy Robertson is a character that like has agency and has he's a very distinct character. He's like he doesn't like he's he's kind of a doormat but doesn't want to be and he tries really hard to push off like that kind of like sen- like mentality and he like he, sometimes he has a lot of agency and sometimes he doesn't. It depends on who's writing him, but like he's just he's he's, he's certainly a doormat for Peter Parker because he's used by Peter Parker like in every story he's ever in. Mm-hmm. Because like Whoever writes for him always like is goes, I'm going to bring Randy Robertson back. And then the next writer goes, I don't give a fuck about that character. Right, right. So like Randy is always just like, yeah, hey, wait a minute. And then he just disappears for no reason for years. <laughs> that being said, I don't care about Randy. But like for whatever reason, somebody always shows up and goes like, um, you know, Randy Roberts. I'm like, yeah, you know, Glory Grant's a character. You know, J- Jeff Katzenberg is a character like, you, you, you know, like uh, whatever happened to, you know, whatever like you know just, there's a gazillion spider-man characters and every time somebody's like oh man randy robertson this is just this isn't going anywhere so uh <laughs> it's, a, it's a well it's a well-written issue it's it's got really good art in it and uh if you like the direction that they're going in you're you know you're gonna be like yeah especially if you've been waiting for a strong tombstone pitch you're mm-hmm. like yes but like these are the things that i'm thinking when i'm reading it you're just like oh again or ugh, still you know, but like, but I recognize that but it's it, a well-made issue that I think yeah, you're gonna like if and you. So like, if you're newer to it, oh yeah, you're, you're gonna not, love it. Yeah, you're not gonna have the same. No, and it and it's and it hasn't been this raw. Like Spider-Man hasn't been this pathetic looking in a long time. Mm. Without like also being the head of Parker Industries or something. You know, it's like Peter. Right. You know, like when Dan Slott's writing it, which is just like the most mundane, obvious stuff. Like, hey, he's giving a big important speech, but his zipper's down. Like, wow, I watched the Three Stooges too. Nice job. Great gag. Solid stuff. Man, man, wow. Yeah. Keep it up. Anyway, 
Uh, but it is a recommend because I think it's a I think it's a real <laughs> book. Like it's a it's a real. It is a real it, book, it, and it doesn't feel like Nick Spencer, where it's like I'm I'm here okay. to clean your garbage. I re- before we like get into super chats, I like really just briefly because we're really yeah. very much out of time here. We are. Um, so I'm gonna talk. About, I, I read Savage Avengers number you two. You did, yeah, and it, and this is a good book that like needs to be yeah, on more radars. By David Pepos with art by Carlos Magno. Um, yeah, it's returning Conan back to the Hyborian age with a whole bunch of other characters in tow. Uh, including Anti-Venom and Black Knight and Cloak and Dagger and uh, Weapon H and Electro Daredevil. Yes. Um, which is great because, you know, they get split up. <laughs> They're in like little mini teams. So it's like Dagger and Weapon and, and Anti-Venom and Conan okay. and then Weapon H and Black Knight yep. and Electra and Cloak. Okay. And it's so funny <laughs> when, when they land on Cloak and Electra land. Mm-hmm there on like this coliseum and immediately like they're called out for being like a sorcerer and like a demoness <laughs> yeah because she's a demon yeah like, and then they release devil dinosaur oh no which I was like, <laughs> <laughs> cool <laughs> so like, there's a lot of cool stuff happening in this book i'm really not going to get into it just know that like Deathlock is the um terminator yeah and that he's doing his terminator thing one of the Deathlocks, i guess right um, also weapon h can't turn into hulk because like he can't quite he can't hulk out right um whatever he would call it that he does um mm-hmm. because like he can't like chart or he can't like kickstart his gamma core okay but then when he does he turns into a red harpy which yeah. i was like that's bet that's a uh, betty ross yeah so i was like is that just like, in you yeah can you turn if into any hulk, hulk if you're a hulk right is there something in you that lets you turn into like a harpy i don't i think that's just weapon h can turn into any hulk oh yeah all right that could be it That'd or be any hulk other hulk you yeah know? like we'll see him turn into like Maybe a bomb or something. Okay. Or scar. It, could all, it also works though because he's in the Hyborian age, right? So it so. looks appropriate. Sure. Um, but yeah, this book is uh well written. Pepos does a really good job of like managing capturing character. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, capturing character, managing all of his characters. Obviously, the bulk of it is going to be really about Conan and the Hyborian age. But everybody gets a little moment here. You're kind of getting to know each character as they're thrown into this like tumult. So like. It's fast. There's a lot of action going on. We do get like some downtime as the team kind of coalesces and comes back together. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, a lot of it is also told through narration. And like Pepus is just a very different um, writer, you know, award-winning writer. Yeah. Um, and so like you are going to get a lot of narration that's going to help to guide you through this book. So just be prepared for that. Fair. Um, also at the end of this, they're bringing back Tulsa Doom. So I was oh. like, cool. If you're a Conan fan, you're going to be like, what you're gonna be like, the... when is this gonna stop? Because they're, <laughs> or you might be excited. I no, no, I mean like, when are they gonna? Because they pulled the rug out from under Conan. Yeah. So it's like, when is this going to abruptly shift? Right, right. But like, so I kind of assume that this is going to lead to like the bulk of the team going back, but not Conan. I think Conan. But I think like, they're gonna wake up and be in New York, and Conan. Yeah, will not be but I there. think that that's fair. If we if we need to put that toy back in the box, is a really solid way to make that happen. That's fair. So yeah. I'm along for the ride and see where this goes very different voice for conan um mm. in this through pepos but like i dig it and the art looks great nice uh so yeah will i'm golden with a super sticker thank you very much will thank you. uh thick grace and you guys are awesome heart also when does swamp thing green hell number two drop i love the first issue so much my dude i don't know like, nobody knows nobody knows and the fact is like there are so many black little books right now that i'm waiting on because for me Lonely like you City know like, and... so here's what's funny is like i clearly talk a lot about marvel because i'm reading more marvel weeklies but the big books that really hit me are dc are dc because of the black label books and like yeah. they're some of my favorite right now like i can't wait for one dark night um i can't wait for catwoman lonely city catwoman lonely city i like um uh suicide squad blaze yep 
And I definitely got to pick up the Aquaman book. We just didn't. I like to have yeah. again, like the. And Black I'm enjoying Little the books. Rogues. Yes, but like Black Little books, I like to have. And I also it really enjoyed Green Hell. It's a very different take. Yeah. Um, but they come out when they come out. Yeah. And um, I know paper costs are through the roof right now. Yeah. Um, and for some of them, they're oversized, so mm-hmm. I can imagine they're trying to scale back or wait or, or delay, wait, like trying to because paper like paper can shift in price yeah and so it could just be that i don't know i really don't know there could also be delays but like there's just i feel like one day there's just all gonna come out and i'm gonna be like oh my god that's yep. a wallet breaker yeah that was a 50 dollar day thanks <laughs> uh matthew Chalaga. so before this arc spider-man was wrecked by the c-list ufos now he gets his ass kicked by the eternal jobber of the marvel universe tombstone does anybody remember when spider-man used to be cool and could beat people uh yeah vaguely and that's that's right that's what it is i don't know if uh tombstone's a jobber though i think he's uh he's he's a little bit more of like a character than that uh dan dragon does anyone mean does that mean that tombstone doesn't have higher brain function also (laughs) pitch for spider-man versus predator he's like a shark yeah no he definitely does have higher all he does he says like or sleep and make little tombstones tombstones. (laughs) uh yeah spider-man versus predator they're all versus predator that'd be great uh wilbert robinson uh just wanted to remake the first predator with weapon x it can even follow the old formula weapon x after omega red and the predator shows up yeah that'd be cool uh weapon x i'm assuming you're talking about like just uh, uh spider or uh, wolverine just in the past yeah if like i would love it to be like wolverine Wep- right out of oh yeah that would be great that'd be really cool like he's in the like in the, the canadian wilderness <laughs> like in the snow he's got the crap on him and the predator yeah uh so yeah let's recommend some comics that are coming out this week that we think you should check out i don't really have any tiffany what i have like two. Oh, okay uh wolverine number 22 is coming out this week i really am uh, enjoying this book um it's wolverine it's deadpool it's a cubert on art and it's written by ben percy so I, I for me that's like it's just fun it's just a fun little thing and like sometimes when i get because obviously i try to follow as many of the x-men books as possible um so we could talk about them but like with wolverine it's just like fun it's just ha huh. yeah it's like it's just nice um x-men red i just wanted to say it's coming out it's written by al ewing um I will probably pick this up. I like this book, and then I don't like this book. But I like this book. We're talking about Araco. I like the, the the Magneto stuff. Yes. So I'm going to check it out. Like, I don't know. This one just hasn't, like, captured me. But I think when it's collected, I think it will. Because mm. I trust Al Ewing. I like him. Yeah. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood Number 2. Yep. Uh, that's coming out. There's a bunch of writers on this, some of which we just mentioned, including Ben Percy, David Pepos, and Patrick Zercher. Uh, so if you like, if you want more Moon Knight content, uh, there's going to be one of those little anthology books. You get like three stories in there just by these different, um, art or writers, um, with different art on it. Um, and you know, it's, it's all different. Like, like Aaron Styles. did like one that was like in the far flung future or like, you know, we have one that was like kind of more modern current. Yep. So like you get all different types of, of like moon nights that's so true i think it's worthwhile yeah uh i gotta give a shout out to tynan here on sandman universe nightmare country number three i really didn't think this book was going to catch me because i'm just like it's about a very specific character in the man sandman universe and not that i don't like this character but i'm like what all right, about but them? what but what right have you to write the <laughs> neil gaiman creation the corinthian he's doing a nice job he really clearly cares about this universe so cool. what's, what's next all right uh also eight billion genies number two is coming out yeah 
I really liked the it was first fun. issue a lot. Um, I don't know how long I'm going to stick on this book. I don't know if this is going to... I hope it's a mini. I don't know where this is going, and I don't know how... It is. It's, it's eight issues. Oh, thank God. Because I, I really just, don't want like no, a 100-issue like run of this thing. I don't want an thing. ongoing. But like, I'm like, I can't tell if this is going to go super miserable or like have a ray of hope in it. I don't know. So it's going to really depend on where my brain's at. But it's written by Charles Soule with art by Ryan Brown. So you might want to check that out. Yeah. Too, for sure. Um, and I just got to give a shout out. I'm, this is not for me, but I know we have a lot of crossover with comic book fans and wrestling fans. I'm not a wrestling fan, yeah. but listen, like you got to give a shout out to David, uh, to Daniel Warren Johnson um, for his incredible writing and his, you know, his art. Um, yep. But he's doing, he's putting out the first issue of do a power bomb. Yep. Which he says you don't need to be a wrestling fan to enjoy. I think it's going to help. But I just want to give a shout out to you wrestling fans. If you're looking for something that crosses over your love of comics and wrestling. And you like Daniel Warren Johnson. You are going to love. You're going to love this book. All right. You're, you're going to love this book. Mike Spicer's back on colors, of course. Yeah. Because they're a great collaborative duo. Exactly. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to check out one more issue of Blood Syndicate uh, Season 1, Number 2. I said that like basically this book... It didn't. Uh, it wasn't bold enough, but we'll yes. see what happens with issue two. We'll see if I'm right. All right I hope by, I'm wrong. It's written by Jeff Thorne with art by Chris Cross. That's right. Uh, and also, I'm going to pitch this. It's just a reprint of the new Fantastic Four. They're oh, is it really? A, yeah, they're getting a lot of like play for some reason. Uh, so the new Fantastic Four Marvel Tales number one is coming out. It's just 84 pages of the stuff about them, like when they were in canon for a heart, for a hot second, written by Walt Simonson with art by Arthur Adams. Don't know why they would put a cover on this that wasn't done by Arthur Adams. It's yeah, such a I weird it was choice. Like some sort of new like what if that thing. I want to trick you into doing into thinking that so you buy it, but it That's... is uh, so stupid. Oh, it's Casada did it. Yeah, great. That's probably why it's on there. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> Last thing he did before he went out the door. But uh, yeah, so uh, we want to thank you all so much for hanging out with us. And, yeah, sorry uh, for the extra log episode. Yeah, it's been happening a lot lately. Well, we got we had a really passionate. The dark crisis really, really made that happen. Yeah, I really should have seen that coming and shortened some of my earlier ones. No, like, same we'll, here. But yeah, we'll we'll figure this out. We'll yeah. try to make it less two hourry and yeah, more and more one hour one hourry. Yeah. But uh, thank you all so much for supporting us. Thank you for their super chatters for sponsoring today's show. If you want to sponsor us more, you can go to patreon.com slash comic pop. But the most important thing you can do to help us out is subscribe to this channel. Give us a like and uh, hit the bell for notifications to know when we're going live and when new videos like our Superman movie pitch episodes go live because this is the channel where we try new things and do new stuff. Also, don't forget to check out youtube.com slash comic pop and watch Tiffany on twitch.tv slash comic pop. Watch her play video games. We'll see you guys next time with all the episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye. Bye.